When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Good morning, Mowers. I'm back. Nick Davis is back with you in the driver's seat for the Saturday morning Mowers this morning. Three hours of sport and mowing. It's going to be a festival. It is going to be a festival. And as always, we are brought to you by Toro Mowers. Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers leading the charge. Welcome to everyone on SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. And a special hello to all our listeners on SENQ693, those listening via the SEN app and the Mowers podcast where you can get through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcast from. Let us know where you're listening. Let us know where you're mowing. Let us know everything that you're doing. We need to know you are very valuable to the show. and We'll read out all your texts. 0457 736 736. Let us know. You can have your say or give us a call. 1300 01 1170. I'll introduce this man because he's very important. And I've played plenty of games of golf with this man, Dougie Bollinger. Hello, mate. How are you? This is our first time yeah, together. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. Let's keep this right let's up. Keep, beat. Let's keep it going. <laughs> let's, plenty of text supporting yeah. Doug and I, and we might be able to get rid of that Palooka peacock. For once, he's, and he's, I think he's given up. I think he's given up. Yep. He's, I think our voices chasing, are better. We are better, and, and our heads are better for radio <laughs> too, probably. But he's chasing the round ball around the world. But, Doug, we've got plenty coming up on the show. We've got Jalissa App. She will join us from the Rugby League World Cup. It was uh, and, oh, an epic encounter between Australia and Lebanon this morning. It was absolutely epic. Uh, New South Wales Blues, Channel 7 cricket commentator, St. George cricket legend, Trent Copeland. <laughs> Just the legend of all things. We'll talk Olympics. We'll talk everything with Copes uh, later in the show. Danny Green will join us to talk boxing. Mm. Tim Horan will join us to talk about the big rugby union. Was it night? Gibbo, before I, I'll introduce you. Gibbo, good morning. G'day, mate. How are we? <laughs> good. Good to see you back, Nick, Thanks. first of all. Thanks for having me. Uh, I do. Look, I love when you're on, Nick, but I also don't mind when you're away. Boom! Yeah, no, yeah, massive night of rugby union as well. There's the women's World Cup, which yep. unfortunately last week the Wallaroos were knocked out by England. Uh, New Zealand take on France. This is a big game. Good odds for France too. I think they're paying three bucks and they should win. Uh, Australia are in action early tomorrow morning. I love these kickoff times, seven a.m. on a Sunday morning because. You're probably uh, you're just woken up. No, you've just woken up. Are you just getting home? No, you've just woken up. You've been for a quick little run. And oh, no chance. No quick chance. run. You've just put on the toast, a bit of egg, bacon, mm. maybe a couple of hash browns, and then you can watch some footy. So, yeah, Australia playing France. New Zealand's in action. South Africa's in action. I'm sure Tim Horan will go through all of that. 
that should be good. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me there. <laughs> What's that? Advice? 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Mm. Yeah. If you can do that all in a week, I'll be very, very impressed. Well, all the games of the Rugby League World Cup, the only games that I have watched this morning yeah. and all the ones that are on Sunday morning, <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning at 6.30. So Jamaica played New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. It was a brilliant game. I think it was ended up being, what, 86 to 6. I got couldn't tell you anything that happened in the game, but I was awake. You were awake and you were watching this. You saw three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into the scores, and there's plenty of scores from overnight, uh, any, any joy? Melbourne Cup Carnival, Melbourne Cup, uh, anything? Not on the Cup, but a couple of other races around oh, yeah, it. Well, that doesn't matter. Don't around that it. Doesn't but matter. I was at a long lunch with free beer and food at the lovely Edamoga Hotel, so that was delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was nice. Done a bit of work in the morning and then just kind of walked down and um, really enjoyed the day. What do you do with yourself? Not much, no. I was, uh, I was uh, caravan of courage down uh, Sydney Swans. We launched our Indigenous Academy this week, so I was caravanning of courage mm. from... Coffs Harbour, uh, made a short little meeting stop at Bonville Golf Course on the way to Port Macquarie Good on man. Tuesday, Good uh, man. as you do. Most uh, important things most to pack are <laughs> the golf clubs. golf clubs. So give us a bit of a rundown what the um, what, you, what you've opened up with yeah. the Indigenous. Tell us what that is. Yeah, our Indigenous culture manager, Jared Hodges at the club, uh, this was an idea of his and, um, and Scott Dolby and our uh, reconciliation team there at the club. And it's uh, it's been something that they've uh, had in the pipeline and we kicked it off this week. So... Uh, for Indigenous uh, and First Nations uh, yep. young athletes, um, a 13, oh yeah, 13, oh sorry, it's 10 through to 17, uh, an all-inclusive camp, which obviously is about um, playing AFL footy, but also there's a, a cultural part to it, and through Black Dog, our, um, yeah, one of our partners at the Swans, there'll be Beautiful. a mental health uh, part of it in there as well, so it's, uh, it's a 10-week program, and yep. uh, yeah, we kicked it off this week, uh, I said Coffs, Port Macquarie. Central Coast, Sydney, and then Shell Harbour last night. So, Wonderful. Uh, did the did the rounds. Good on you. That's rounds, great. So that was good. Uh, so no, I had uh, I had no interest actually in the in the Melbourne Cup. I did not have an interest. But it was it was a tra- uh, it was a, an absolute travesty. And I will leave it for uh, yeah nah, but um, I'll <laughs> I'll leave that there. And golf days. Speaking of golf, Doug. Oh, they're great, aren't they? Doug, they're back. Golf. Golf days are back. They're back and they're good. Yeah, I had one yesterday at lovely Riverside Oaks for um did you? I, I did. Years. Just a cheeky one for Riverside Oaks, just for my little boys rugby league club, yeah. Hills Bulls. They just had their raising money for everything, which was great. And there was a lot of sweet guys sweet guys there. There was a lot of guys wow. there. Hey. Hey. <laughs> it was a very intimate golf day. And then um we popped off to Waztag that evening, so it was a little bit hard to stop the shenanigans and then get serious. But no, it was a good day. It's always good to get out and have a Friday off and get some golf into you. Absolutely. Any day is a good any day on the golf course. You're right. You're right. A day at work. But we will get into the score update in the cricket. New Zealand, the first team to qualify from Group A. They were too good yesterday. Kane Williamson with 61, our resident New Zealander. Yeah, no. How good was it? How good was it? But this World Cup, similarly to the Rugby League World Cup, there have been little moments for different Mm. teams. Uh, Ireland have got two of those moments. Josh Little yesterday getting a hat-trick. Yep. Yep. But it was all the Kane Williamson train. Uh, yeah. He's been sort of panned a little bit. Uh, even his Mr. Nice Guy title was mm. up in the air after he sort of claimed that catch against England. Easy to do, isn't it? Easy yeah. for everyone to just go, he's a shocking bloke. But... No, nah, he's still Mr. Nice Guy. New Zealand yep. will qualify first. Uh, good luck to New Zealand. I hope they win. I hope they win. <laughs> Well, well, if who's it, next, boys? Well, if things go uh, not our way with Australia, they were uh, unconvincing 
last night against Afghanistan, uh, winning by four runs. Uh, nearly getting, Rashid Gunn nearly getting the 22 <laughs> off the last over. But uh, we will talk to Trent Copeland later on in the show. But, Dougie, interested in your take here. Mitchell Stark was left out. Was he yeah. injured? We'll talk to Copes about that. But, um, yeah, Australia... Uh, unconvincing and leave themselves uh, at the mercy. Yeah, I think they'll be um, all sitting around the TV watching it for these late, latest results. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is there. Obviously, opening with uh, Green, they've done it a few times there and he hasn't. Yeah. If you're going to do that, put Maxwell at open or just pick a genuine opener. Um, and as for Stark... Geez, in a in a in a must do win game, bowling down that yeah. hill at Adelaide Oval. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought home ground advantage for Kane Richardson. I have no idea, unless I think he might have a bit of a niggle. Okay, and I reckon that's why they've just had to bite the bullet. But it's strange, and it, and it poses a big question. Like obviously going forward, you know, who's the next captain? Who's who's the next whatever? So yeah, I think a few nervous boys there. But going forward, it's going to be. It's been an amazing. T20 World Cup. It has been. Mm. And there is still, even if Australia don't make it through to the uh, to the, the knockout final stage, it will be uh, good watching there. As we said, the Black Caps, they won by 35 runs. Kane Williamson leading the way with 61. In the Rugby League World Cup, Australia 48, Lebanon 4. Uh, Australia to set up a semi-final date with either New Zealand or Fiji. If it's New Zealand, that's going to be an absolute cracker. But Josh Adokar, the Fox, uh, was left out of state of origin, five tries, and he's leading the try score tally. What a game. I watched most of that this morning before I had to come into the lovely SCN and sit next to you, Nick. Uh, Mate, it was just good. Ken Murray was unbelievable. Um, The Fox, like, he just – just the ultimate finisher. You know, if you've got a bloke that – you know, if you've got a senior player that just leads from the the front every game, he's your guy. You know, and I – as everyone thinks, what do you reckon, Gibbo? Like, being left out of origin, you think now what was Fittler thinking? But maybe there's a mission to something, but – Nice. But that was just – and they and what can you say? They made a few errors. So if yep. they play that – I wouldn't say they play that bad, but if they didn't play as well, winning by, what, 44? Yeah, no, for sure. 48-4. The, the question I want to ask, boys, is Australia have had a relatively easy run into this match against New Zealand, Never which is has. most <laughs> likely. Well, New Zealand played Lebanon. Yep. They, they're going to play Fiji this week, yep. whereas Australia sort of did that the opposite way. So I just don't know, for Mal, who's seemingly still struggling to pick that best 17, yep. it's hard to sort of get momentum or play pick positions when you're flogging everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, look, Nathan Cleary, he was a little off today. He yep. put his first kick out. He was missing a few goals. Admittedly, they were from the sideline. He made a few off decisions. They looked clunky, what they were saying yep. on the Fox commentary. I just, yeah, it's going to be a tough decision next week for him, who they're going to go with, because that's a must-win game. And you'd think the winner of that game will be holding the title, surely. Do you think his biggest problem is just who he's picking in his spine? Yeah. Like, Yo picks himself. Yep. Um, Adokar picks himself. Oh, you'd think Latrell Whiten. Yep. He played. He started at centre. Yep. Tedesco. Yeah, good. Tedesco is not moving anywhere. Harry Grant. He's not moving anywhere. Yep. It's going to be um, Ben Hunt wasn't picked on the bench today. They went with Daly Cherry Evans yep. who came yep. on because Tedesco went off. Okay, He was rested as a precaution. Yep. We'll, we'll check in with Jaleesa who's doing yep. interviews at the ground. But, yeah, it looks like it looks like the bench spot, number 14, will yeah, either go yeah. to Grant or Ben Hunt. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. Ben Hunt or Daly Cherry Evans. Yep. I was about to say, because you have to start with Grant, don't you? Absolutely. You have to start yeah, with him. And, you, yeah. 
Regan Campbell-Gillard's been good. Yeah. No, yeah. The Another f- non-origin. Yeah, like yeah. the forward pack have been tremendous. And, and you can't really fault the forward pack. Nah, it's nah. it's and, strong. I mean, we can't fault anything. They've been destroying every team they're playing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how are you going to pick? How, yeah. how do you pick and, that, and, and, and sometimes it is, it is quite hard. You you can sit here and go, oh, the opposition hasn't been great. But yeah. you can only... you still got to play well. You've still got, you can, you just got to play well and they... They've been able to hold up their end of the bargain, Australia, and they uh, have cruised into the next the semi-final with either New Zealand or Fiji in the basketball. The Cairns Taipans ninety-seven defeated Melbourne United seventy-two. The Taipans cracking start to the season for them. They are flying in the A League. I did see. I wish my mate was here because I did actually somehow see a little bit of this game. But Melbourne victory four, Newcastle Jets nil. Dominant by the victory. They've been goalless in the last three games. Uh, see any of this, Doug? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, as I said, I was just focused on the footy and cricket. There's that much sport at the moment. Absolutely. And there is. racing. There is. There is. In the golf at Mycoba, Russell Henley, 15 under with two holes to play. He is winning there. Right into nearly finished the third round as he's a minus 15 with... He's had seven under today, Russell Henley, so well played there. In the AFLW, I did see a little bit of this game, and the AFLW, Bingley, are proud sponsors for the AFLW Swans. Bingley, better living every day. The Melbourne Demons got off to a slow start. Adelaide jumped them early uh, in the semi, in the final there at uh, down in Melbourne, but uh, Melbourne were too good. 7-6-48 to Adelaide. 4-3-27. They, uh, they're pretty strong, Melbourne. But um, as I said, Adelaide were good early. Like, I think they kicked the first three goals. They only got one more late. But uh, the Melbourne Demons were too good there. They they did take out the minor premiership. They've been uh, probably the standard bearers in, in the AFL mm. for, for a long time. Uh, and now they are just one win away from you know a second straight grand final. Uh Adelaide will host a semi-final next week against the winner of Sunday's match, which will be between Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs. But yes, I do follow a little bit of women's AFL because yes. there's a young good. lady that played for the Dogs that played a bit of cricket, and Kirsty Lamb. Okay, and she's it's really really good to see. I think it's good to see a young girl that can play, young woman I must say, play some cricket, and be a very very dominant player in the middle for um, the Western Bulldogs. It is good. Oh, it is good. And you're going to see that a lot um, in the Monconti. She plays in the uh, yep. in the WNBL, and, and she's a, a star for, for Richmond. So the, these uh, these athletes have been able to go across plenty of codes and do some wonderful things. And as we said, Bingley are proud sponsors for the AFLW Swans. The AFLW Swans have finished. Unfortunately for the girls, not able to get a win this year, but they'll be back bigger and better next year, and they are supporters of women in sport. Bingley, better living every day. If we missed anything in the wrap, send us a message, 0457 736 736. <laughs> With the women's AFLW, yep. for you guys, is this a, a five-year plan yeah. that you've just obviously booked out, put a spreadsheet in, this is what we're doing year one? Is that kind of what yeah, you've kind is. of... Yeah, it is. And that was the list build that, um, that Scott Gowans and Kate Martin went with. Uh, you could have tried to sort of pluck a a number of sort of big names or, or top-tier players yep. from all over, sort of 28, 29, 30, and probably not have come in and win a comp in your first year anyway and then have to you know, rebuild a list in two or three years where this is a, a list that they've put together that um, look hopefully these girls are, are together and playing for the, the Swans AFLW for a number of years. So that was yep. the plan. Uh, they, they, they improved. They made um, some big steps forward this year. They had an opportunity to win two or three games. 
uh, but weren't able to do so. So if you're a Swans AFLW fan, there's plenty to look forward to. Now, I, I don't want to ask the hard questions, 18 <laughs> nah, minutes get into, into it. the show, Nick, but usually at the end of every season, there's a bit of a coaching review. Uh, are you... Are you gonna? Is your position? I got full support of the board. Assistant coach. <laughs> so you'll be you'll be full back support. on next. I'm year. back on next year. Yeah, full Good. support of the so board. So did you get on get on the front foot early? It was was there, there was there a review? No review, no, or no. did you just say, no. "Oh, no, keep thanks. me around." Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Let me know when we start back, and I'll be there. That's good. And like obviously, going forward with women's sport and things like that, a lot of these, let's say these Swans girls, a lot of them like. Are we studying? Are they teachers? What, what do they kind of do to get away? Yep. Are they all pe- personal trainers? Like, yeah, they've all, they've all uh, a few of the girls uh, are doing some uni. Uh, there's a few of the girls work in membership at the Swans. Yep, good. Um, a few work at um, at QBE, and they've just got their other qualifications that they've mm. they've had throughout their life. So they do a really good job. They come in, sort of, they start falling in about three thirty, four o'clock after work hours, mm. and. Sometimes they're not out there till nine, nine thirty. So it's um for for all the AFLW teams and the NRLW for for that matter, where you see the Roosters girls doing the same thing. Yep. It's um it's a really good, uh it's a really good way. And I think Doug probably the 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 standard bearers are the are the women's cricket side, the Australian women's cricket side. I think yeah. they they're probably at the forefront of of that where um they've they're really setting the pace. Yeah, no, I think that's just time. Yep, they've been around a lot longer than some of these yep. other girls and. You know, you see how progressive women's rugby league's coming, you know, adding more teams, yep. and that's taken five, six years. And I think, you know, you just got to give it that time, give it that breathing space, and, and the girls will get there. Absolutely. And the girls are at a World Cup now. You know, the Gillaroos, well, they win, they won last week 74 to... Yeah, Sam Bremner scored four tries yeah. in their opening matchup against the Cook Islands. Cook Islands, um, yep. But, you, you know... Those score lines happen obviously in the men's side as well, yep. but yeah, there's that disparity in professionalism, uh, and as soon as we can close that gap, I reckon it's the better. Like it happened in the rugby union actually. So the England, the Red Roses, the English World Cup side in the women's, like they've been professional for a very long time. Yep. A lot of money gets sunk into that program, whereas here in Australia, Nick, and I'm sure you probably see this firsthand, the Wallaroos haven't got as much funding, yep. whereas the women's sevens program. Yeah has elite players, and I'm pretty sure most of them are professional for most of the year. Yep. So, look, we want to see Australia doing well in whatever sport it is, and rugby union is hopefully coming soon. Absolutely. No, you're, I was just going to say, and a lot of those um, rugby union, a lot of them are Olympians. Yep. And a lot of them are mixing codes like uh, yeah. rugby union and rugby league. Emma yep. Tonegato. Yep. Um, Elliot Green as well yep. played both. There's plenty of players in that setup. And yeah, I think it's pretty fantastic that you can represent Australia in two different sports, but I'm sure as the future, as we get into the future, that might, might be a little harder. Yeah. I think once it becomes, I think these sports will start to become proper full-time Tom months and they won't be able to do that, but uh, we're off to a break. We'll be back with your calls and texts. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back. Nick Davis and Doug Bollinger here for your Saturday morning on the Saturday Morning Mowers. We have got a few texts to get through. You can fire yours in 0457 736 736. Doug, I'm interested on your thoughts here. G'day, blokes. What did you think of Steve Smith's LBW referral? Middle stump halfway up. I've seen him do it before. He needs to realise cricket is a team game and shouldn't burn obvious reviews. Dagger, Dazza, the dragon mowing in Lake Macquarie. Well, I might be 
might be in Lake Macquarie this afternoon. We don't 16 know. footers. Let's go. Um, that was out. I saw it last night and I said It was so plump. It was so out. Um, but you I wouldn't think... have even turned around, Doug. You no. just would have just down to high five the keeper. You don't even even turn around. That was yeah. plump. And then you got poor Green there saying, oh, what are you, he's not going to say you're out. So think about it like that. You're probably going to sacrifice a, a referral, which is right or wrong, I don't know, but... It was out. I said it was out, and we can discuss it at the 16-footers at Lake Macquarie if you like together. Absolutely, we can But do. that was out. That was out. It was Shane Watson. It was all over social media. Shane Watson-like. Shane Watson. Uh, Steve Smith said, hold my beer, Shane Watson. This is the worst review you'll ever see. And our <laughs> regular Texas morning mowers, Greg from Gundagai here. We just left our Canberra stables and heading up to Goulburn. For the uh, big races there today, we have a couple of good horses running. I'll text later after I've inspected the track with our best chances. Greg from Gundagai, we appreciate this. And also, McHugh, very fun in this I've got a tip for Goulburn today, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope it's not in one. It might be one of Greg's. Uh, maybe. We'll figure it out. We'll figure Shall it I out. have a look, Nick? We'll show, we'll show yeah. you just peruse the uh, <laughs> the app there, and we'll uh, we'll get back to that. And, McHugh, would it be fair to say that New Zealand cricket team gets more of the home ground and home crowd advantage playing against Australia than... New Zealand. There are more Kiwis living in Australia than in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's very good, yeah. This yep. is true. But I don't know. New Zealand's a beautiful spot. You've been there quite a bit. Yeah, I'm going on Wednesday. Wow, where no, are you you've got then? the best life ever. <laughs> best life ever. ever. Yeah. Doesn't best sound bad. Ever. Ever. Play golf. Very <clears throat> yep. fit. Played yeah. AFL. Oh, very, very fit. Very fit. Very fit. Yeah. Look at him. Special solid, played. Solid eight. Played for the Roosters. <laughs> yeah. He's on a radio show with us. But still, he got to put on a jersey. Played golf at Bonville last week. Yep. Had one under. Had one under. Was out on a boat cruise on Saturday night. Boat cruise. Friday. Was it Friday, was it? Okay. Well, because, yeah, that was interesting, Nick, because I saw that pop up. So to lift the curtain here a little bit, Doug, and we'll get into it. It's only first half now. So Nick Nick obviously was away last week. He said he couldn't be. He was down in Geelong for the mm, AFL. I was. I'm sure he was. <laughs> but then I'm looking through Saturday night. I'm, I'm at home watching all the footy, especially the A-League, and a little story pops up. Nick Davis out on a boat cruise, which, a which looked, which looked <laughs> like the Sydney Harbour. It was. Really? It was Saturday. Friday. It was on a Saturday. Friday. Oh, so, okay. It was on a Friday, right, and then yeah. I flew to Melbourne on Saturday morning. Right, okay. Yeah, in, yeah, in, no. a, in a state. I was, I was about to say, how are you feeling? <laughs> Shocking. Okay. The, poor, the poor lady that was next to me that had the big dribble patch on her shoulder. <laughs> I apologise. I yeah. really apologise. All right, process you, dismissed. No, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so New Zealand next week, Nick. Where yeah, are Zealand, you heading to? I'm if you say to... you're going to Queenstown, I'm, I'm going so to Queenstown. Upset. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to Furburgers? <laughs> What? <laughs> what? There's a, there's a brilliant like burger chain yeah. down in Queenstown. Called Fur Burgers. Furger. <laughs> Is it Furger Burgers? Furger. I'm there. G with I'm there. G for giraffe. It's Fur Ferg. Burgers. Furger. Oh Furger Burgers. Ferg. Oh, so I like yours better though. Give up. Ferg. Oh, it's Ferg Burgers. Ferg. Oh, okay, yeah. Ferg. All right. Well, you going no, there anyway? No. Well, if it's on the way to Jack's Point or Millbrook, <laughs> oh I'm my out. god, I'm I knew out. This would upset you, Doug. Oh, I'm I knew out. This would upset Good you. So now I'm off to Queensland on Wednesday. Well, he does live a pretty good life. Drinking his, he, his flying business? Ah, uh, no, I don't no. think so. No. Maybe on points. Maybe on points. <laughs> do you get Do you get a point system? Who's Sydney Swans? Uh, Virgin. 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 Oh, okay, so Virgin will go over to New Zealand. Yep. On points. He probably oh, knows Richard Branson. He's probably like, hey, Rich, uh, can you just sort me out?
Jeez, it's tough life for some. Good on you. What was the party? Season. What was the boat cruise for? Was it like an engagement or a wedding or? Well, a... It was the partner's uh, sister's fortieth. Cool. Awesome. What did you think of the kit, by the way? Yeah. yeah have a look at my. <laughs> The kid on oh, I, on me yeah oh yeah which, <laughs> <laughs> no it was good mate it looked very smart smart no it was it, it was a bit Larry wasn't it it was Larry yeah well, the theme was dress like you own it the boat dress like you own the boat I yeah. like it what, what was everyone good. else wearing well that didn't matter because I owned it yeah fair enough <laughs> how was that was it a uh, F and B package or all included well. It was on the boat, right? Yeah. So it was all free. Yeah. That is fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you did yeah. <laughs> that is just got phenomenal. And what about my outfit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was looking too close, wasn't I? Nah, that's good. I like <laughs> it. How big was the boat? Oh, it was amazing. It was go, yeah. the ghost ghost uh, cruises there. It was on ghost. It was it was mint. So it was uh, Sarah's fortieth birthday. It was. Uh, <laughs> Who's Sarah? It was a. Partner's sister. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Partner's I knew sister. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was on the story. Oh, I well, didn't take names down, man. I anyway, just saw you yeah, were there. Yeah. And you just wanted to go, was a yeah. he's lying. There was a cheeky <laughs> silence there. <laughs> <laughs> there. No Liar. silence in radio, no, Doug. You know that, good. mate. No, I liked it. Good. Good on you. We'll just get one more text out of the way. Nick Davis come to save us and Doug the rug, a match made in heaven. Australian heroes. Shut up, mate. From the, no, you say. <laughs> Doug the rug. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, can we put a ban on that? Is no, that it's all right. He, he's probably got nothing what left What are they talking here. about? I don't know. My chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to the news. <laughs> Welcome back to Saturday Morning Mowers. The weekend review is coming up. A few more texts on the text line. It was a bloody great day. Brad, the brother-in-law, it was a great day. It really was a great day. And, and night and morning. And it was a shocking flight the next oh. day. But uh, that was good. And who else have we got here on the text line? Morning, Mowers. The former New Zealand PM, Rob Muldoon, famously said, every Kiwi here, immigration Australia raises the IQ break. That's not very nice. That's not very nice. Did you, did you enjoy playing cricket in New Zealand? Did you play cricket? Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Good fun? I loved it. They're good crowds. They give it to you, <laughs> probably because of that, that New Zealand Australia. But I loved it. New Zealand's great. great. Good place. Countryside. Where you're going, Queenstown, you know, mountains are full of snow, and then you're at Jack's Point, and it's 30 degrees. Beautiful. Mm. One thing about New Zealand cricket grounds, which is a lot different to Australia, you can sit on the embankment on the hill all yep. day, like the Basin Reserve in yep. Wellington. Got five for there. You got five yeah, for there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Um, you're right though. It's who a bit you, like who do you do you remember who you took out to get nah, that five? Nah, probably all the top five. But, oh. anyway. <laughs> um, but no, you're right. It's like, England, it's like England. You can bring the esky and you can bring yep. the picnic. That's that's good. That's kind of what we've lost over here. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think we've still got it maybe at Hobart, which rarely plays any tests. Adelaide's still got the bit of the hill there. One in. So like Penrith Stadium, they're getting rid of that, which is a shame. But I don't know. I think that's correct. Penrith Stadium. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think Where I they tried, play cricket? I think I tried. Do you want to be full there, Doug? I think I tried. You want to be real full there? I think I tried to catch a penalty goal and got pumped on the hill. <laughs> you know how the kids go for the ball and you just get barreled? Yeah. Anyway. Beautiful. We're off to an ad. We'll be back with Weekend Review. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. This is the Week in Review, Doug. And let's start off with cricket. 
And let's assume that what's going to happen is going to happen and Australia are going to miss out mm-hmm. on the semifinals of the T20 World Cup. Where to for the Australian cricket, the T20 side? I think there'll be a bit of a change up now. I think after this, not making, I think they'll make some... A couple of blokes might retire from 2020. I think a couple of blokes might make way for Tim David. Like, why isn't he playing? Yeah. He could have opened the batting last night. Um, I think, you know, I think Finch has basically said he's done captaincy after this so there's a batting spot open uh india to win the world cup india to win i reckon india would win no yep. new zealand for our for our resident no india too well-rounded playing well and to be honest the crowds they get are just such a good backing for them yeah yeah they, it's like a home well it's like a home world they, cup for them they play uh zimbabwe at the mcg on sunday and it yep. should be in front of ninety thousand people yeah Oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah. imagine these Zimbabwean players, you know, who rarely play in front of big crowds, let yeah. alone 90,000. I think teams like that, not saying they're bad or anything, but they'd just be like, oh, my God. You know, you see teams like Ireland. They're just out there to have a great time. Yeah. They're not expecting to win. But if they play well and, like, when they beat England, that would have been the highlight of the year or the sum of their careers. Yeah. So I reckon that's great. I agree with that. Uh, the NRL. There are reports that John Bateman could return to the NRL and join the West Tigers. The Tigers making any sort of moves? Is Well, they're going to have the 21 second rower of the year, Daliem, Isaiah Papali. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the 2019 second rower of the year, John Bateman. They're going to have a good, good second rows, but I think what's more, the issue is probably their one, six, and seven. Yep. Uh, there's mm. discussions that Luke Brooks are potentially heading to the Knights. Yep. There's chat even that Mitch Moses might head back to the Tigers. But I think you can have a great forward pack, especially in the second row. You can have great second rowers. But the teams that are challenging for the titles, they have championship quality players in one, six, seven, and 9. They've got that in Appy Coruscant. But, yeah, I'm not sure how much John Bateman will change that side. Can, can can they not get rid of Dewey under contract or do they, they like him or you know what so I mean? So I think, I think uh, the reports are Luke Brooks, uh, Adam Dewey and Luke Brooks. I think they've got another year on their okay. contract right. so they can negotiate with teams. But yeah, I'm not sure what they're sort of looking at. I, I really like the look of Adam Dewey. He's been yeah. playing quite well uh, in the Lebanese green and yep. red. Uh, Mitch Moses has been playing well too, but yeah, there's a few different reports coming around, uh, team changes. Nick, uh, you know, I'm a massive Roosters fan. They've locked up Angus Crichton for yep. another year. That seemed like a great signing. He's been playing well. The one I'm looking forward to seeing, though, is when Matt Lodge is going to re-sign because yep. he was tremendous for the Chooks at the back end of the year. He'd, he'd be silly not to. He'd yep. be silly not to. They gave him a chance. and You're right, he played superly-duperly well. Um, is that a word? Superly-duperly well. <laughs> yep. It is um, but yeah, but going back to the Tigers, do you reckon they're do you reckon they're trying to do what a Panthers started to do? They've got a big farm out there, out in the Campbelltown area. Yeah. Do you reckon they're trying to just breed into like you know, kick has gone from Penrith, but I'm tipping there's a couple of kick hours oh, that sure. are ready to go for the Panthers team. Do you reckon they're trying to do that with the Tigers? Yeah. Well, there's Breck Morley, who we had spoke in, to last yep. week. He's yep. a development coach there, and yeah, they've got such a huge nursery. Yeah. You're right. I think the trouble they've had is they've got two ma- very Clubs that are steeped in history in Balmain and Western Suburbs, yep. and there's always been a little bit of argy-bargy between them. Now they've got this multi-million dollar development centre. Hopefully we'll see some next generation. But, you know, with Robbie Farrar, Benji Marshall, Brett Kamali, all 
sort of morphing these next generation players. I could say a future bright for the Tigers. Still in rugby league, Adam O'Brien says he hasn't thought about where Kalen Ponga is going to play next year. Where oh. would Kalen Ponga? It, it, and he's and he in his press conference he said, "Oh, we'll we'll work about everyone else and where Kalen Ponga best fits the team." Oh, I think it's the other way around. I think Kalen Ponga plays where and the team fits around him. Yeah, I, I think he could be a great center. Center, wow, that, Doug, you were saying some great stuff this morning. Center. I'm not superly dipply. Well, yeah, it's superly dipply. I'm just saying I'm not saying he was a bad fullback or anything, but all that pressure he got injured a bit last yeah. year. Where he's still young, still coming through, he could turn himself into like a Latrell. Latrell's an yeah. unbelievable centre, um, and they could pick a specialist fullback. I don't know. I'm just yeah. shooting blanks here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, yeah, I look. I but reckon. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm just throwing it because they're saying, is he really a, a five eight? Yeah, I I think he probably will be staying at fullback. Yeah. Uh, he he needs to be at fullback. All the you know million dollar players generally are either six or one. They need, yeah, they need strong I, halves. I, I agree with that. Yeah, but I find that too much, and it happens in AFL, but more so in rugby league, that just because we pay someone something mm. that they should play in this position, and it's not necessarily right. Yeah. It's, it's okay, that's fine. Just because you get paid a million dollars doesn't mean, well, you have to play fullback because that's where that's where the million-dollar players play. I think if he's the best seven or six or, or in the centres or – Look at Val Holmes, what he's been able to do. When yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, See? we paid him all this money. We've got to play him at fullback. No, it didn't work. Moved him back out onto the on the on the edge, and he was um, fantastic for the Cowboys. Yeah, last but to year. that to that point though, say with Val Holmes at the Cowboys, they've got Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend, pretty established. Not so much Dearden, but they're a six and seven. Uh, you got to look at the players around at the Knights. They've got Bradman Best who. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't play his best this year, was injured quite a bit. They've got Dane Gagai, representative winger and centre. You probably don't want to shift those players from their position. Yeah. Dom Dom Young on the wing has been tremendous at the World Cup. Look, it, it either has to be one or six, but you don't want to put too much pressure on the poor well, guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. He hasn't played a full – has he played a full no. season? Yeah. That's And there's the other concern, which I think we're going to have to start taking into account, yeah. is HIA's yeah. concussion. He's had – he, he, he's had quite a few, and he yeah. took he took uh, the time off at the end of the year to get that right. We've seen Luke Keary come back yep. from it, so it, it does happen. But the question has to be though: Would he be getting more concussions in the front line of defence at six, or less at fullback? But then yeah. I don't know. Oh, There's it's plenty. hard to mitigate those sort of circumstances you, in a in a collision sport. Well, Luke Keary's in the front line, and yeah, you think yes, yeah. Well, I don't know it's a big decision for Adam O'Brien, and the thing is, it's career-defining, I suppose, because... <laughs> for both. For, well, for both. I think Kalen Ponga bounces back a bit more than Adam O'Brien would if, if yeah. they lose the first six games of the year. True. Well, I suppose you look at Wade Graham. Yep, he's re-signed a, as well for another year. Re-signed, and he's had to... He, well, he took nearly nine months off, didn't he? Yeah. So, does is there much in AFL? Do you see a lot of it, like, blokes t- trying to take marks? Yeah. Landing the wrong way Yeah, that, landing or? the wrong way. It's sort of 360. You don't sort of see where they're coming from. It's something that... Um, the AFL's uh, a lot more sort of the, the collision and lower body injuries. Mm. Uh, the, the collision's not there as much, but it's something that in all sport that um, that is going to keep coming up. And, and cricket, it, it started to... Yeah. Will Pekowski. Will Pekowski. He's only, what, 23? Yeah. And no. he's probably got a, He's probably sitting at home. Now, we said it last week, mate. Two weeks in a row I've been on this show. Um, we said <laughs> it last week, mate. Um, he's probably sitting at home now around his family or his mates going, jeez, yep. what, what do I do? Or yeah. hopefully someone from Victoria going, mate, these are your best options. You mentioned the AFL boys, uh, Nick. 
the Sydney Swans have lost a couple of key figures within yeah. the organisation the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, being inside the camp, how's that sort of taken and any sort of stories, any yarns from Kenny Williams? Yeah, Kenny Williams, uh, if you don't know Kenny, if you you probably might have seen him sitting behind the goals at the Noble Stand end uh, and also uh, in the middle of the team song, uh, generally. Uh, it was... Uh, he passed away uh, earlier this week, and uh, the reports that, that we got from the family is that uh, he, he watched the cup and then uh, said, oh, I'm just going to go and have a, a bit of a lay down, and, and then passed away peacefully. So I'm not sure if he was able to jag the, the trifecta. Kenny, wow. he, he would have had, had something on. Uh, he loved his horse racing, but more importantly, he loved his swans, and he loved the players. It just wasn't the... Um, the the team that he supported, he, he really supported the players. Uh, a lot of the young players that would come up, um, Kenny and his wife Yvonne would have them over for dinner and in Kensington. And he was a great club man. He was um, hydration specialist. He made sure he was always there filling up the drink bottles. And um, it was uh, yeah a, a club legend. So uh, I think his funeral is on Friday. So um, it's um, a, a sad passing there of Kenny Williams and also. John Payne passed away the week before. who was our uh, team manager for a number of years, team manager through the 2005 Premiership and 2006 Grand Finals and did a really good job to to control us. And we have got, I've got some good John Payne stories. Uh, myself and, and I rolled in, in illustrious company, Doug. And I, whenever you're going to be a bit of a larrikin, it's always good to have Hawley with you mm. because if things turn pear-shaped, he's there. It, he's there and yeah. he, he's a backup man. So generally with John Payne, we would uh, – who was a team manager. So when you get off the team bus and, and you and get your play, bags, get your you, accreditation. You think, you, you think you're the big dog and you go to the hotel and you, you roll – where the team manager's still got things to do. He's going to check the team room and he's making sure that food's going to be there and he's got all stuff. So he doesn't normally get to his room. He's normally about an hour from mm. when the team bus arrives by the time he checks out all these things. So that hour was generally used by Barry Hall and myself to basically deface John Payne's room. So what we would do is we would put our bags upstairs. We'd come back downstairs and we'd go, oh, sorry, John Payne, I just left my key in my room. Can I get another key cut? Lady go, no worries, Mr. Payne. <laughs> I love it. No worries, Mr. Payne. Here's another key to your room. Oh, what room number? Oh, I forgot him. forgot what room number that was. Oh, room 318. Oh, we go to John Payne's room. So we would take his mattress out. We would fill his bath up. We would take all the towels out. We would steal his pillows. We'd turn his bath fridge upside down. we steal his bath fridge, all these sorts of things. So um, John Payne did a really, really what good job. To stay sane through the uh, the shenanigans of myself and Hawley. But, um, yeah, those two guys will be dearly missed. In boxing, Paul Gallen's going to have a last fight. Last fight? Last fight, yeah. <laughs> what if Logan Paul or Jake Paul ring him up? Yeah, they'd, they'd dust him up, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, so... Sonny Jake, Bill? Sonny Bill? Well, that's, that's the fight that everyone wants to see. But the thing is, Gal... Gal fought Chris Terzieski. I think it was the last fight before he did the uh, two-in-one night. Yeah. And he was sort of a young, younger guy. And I think Gal's sort of slowing down a bit. And you got to question, mate, I think he's, what, 43, 44? Like, do you still need to be boxing? <laughs> like, you've done – he scaled the heights of rugby league, yeah. played over 300 games, won competitions, won origin. But, mate, you, you're working at Channel 9, but, hey – so Justin Hodges, though, he, there's been a bit of a war of words. Yeah. I don't, don't know if you saw the press conference calling each other out, all the theatrics that yeah. come with a fight of this magnitude. But, yeah, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, I reckon they would 
beat and Benny pretty easily. Yeah. And Benny, well, what can I say? He 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 looks like he can blue, can't he? Who's that? Jake Paul. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was Jake Paul fought Anderson Silva Anderson Silva last week, last yeah. week a Uf, uh, UFC star who's I think 43 or 48 something around there 48 and, I reckon and he, he yep. knocked him down once and, and even Anderson Silva and a lot of the UFC fighters were quite surprised with how well they've come but I suppose when you've got all that money to train you just Every, train yeah. full time yeah. you're getting the best trainers but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens with boxing in the next couple of years with all these like mega stars sort of coming in. It'd be interesting, eh? Like even Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill would be yeah. good fun. He's got one. Justice Hooney fought last night. With a broken hand again. Yeah. But, oh, did he not break his hand at the Olympics? That's why he didn't Oh that's why he didn't go, go to, the Olymp- to the Olympics. Because it was Gao, because he, <laughs> he broke his hand with Gao. So this hand but yeah, Justice Hooney got a victory last night. I think Australian boxing is in a good place uh, alongside these sort of cross code stars. Yeah. But yeah, Justice Hooney's a very exciting fighter. There's plenty out there. There is plenty out there. And mm. I like it. I, th- I think it's important. Like, I get the pay-per-view and I get all that sort of stuff, but I reckon is the Friday and uh, Wednesday night fight nights uh, yep. promoting the uh, the Australian boxers. That's the Week in Review. We're off to a break. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Back to the Saturday Morning Mowers, brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. What's your battle bowl there at North Sydney Oval? Doug? Uh, by the look of the wicket, you'd probably bat first. New South Wales have decided to field, so okay. well done. Yep, so that's why I wasn't the captain. <laughs> um, look, if, if that's the case, it must be a good wicket, and they're going to back their batting second. You don't need to be far off there at North Sydney Able to be just spatched over the fence. I've been hit on the road there a couple of times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what about actually playing cricket? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's just, that's just leaving the pub. I didn't make the game. <laughs> that's just leaving the pub from across the road. We've got a couple of texts to get through here on the text line. Pretty jealous of your Queenstown trip. Oh, thank you very much. Jack's Point is one of the best golf, golf courses you will play wherever you go. I second that. You can play awful there and still have a good time. I have. Trust me. Mm. Uh, again, Doug, did you check that tip? Morning mowers. Oh, Greg from Gundagai yes. here again. I've just walked the track at Goulburn, and it's a bit soft underfoot, probably a soft four or five. So that will suit our horse called Encyclopedia in race three. Load up mowers. Oh, Responsibly, of course. Don't Thank tell you. me to do that. Thank you, Gregory. Gal is the new John Farnham. <laughs> One last, maybe Gal can walk out to a Johnny Farnham song. One last tour. And Mark on the text line, I can't believe Stark didn't play. If you want to have a massive win and blast players out, surely Stark should have played and bowled those swinging Yorkers. Doug, we're all agreeing there with Mark. Aren't we? Yep, Unless he was injured, we would like to think that he... Yeah, you'd hope so, but no. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There's the first hour done and dusted. We're off to the news and we'll be back in the second hour with much, much more. Yeah, nah. On the way. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Nick Davis here with Doug Bollinger. Welcome back for the second hour. We're obviously brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. 
And this man also leads the charge. He leads the charge in regards to cricket, netball, NFL, golf, uh, Olympics, uh, you, whatever it is, you name fantasy. it. He's fantasy. He's amazing No, he's fantasy. not. He's horrific at fantasy. Is he? No, he's not horrific he t- at fantasy. He talks me up like, like Doug, does. I'm the best. That's he what he's everywhere. But when you think New South Wales, great fast bowlers, you think Wayne Holdsworth, you think Jeff Lawson, <laughs> Doug Bollinger, yes. Mike Whitney. Uh, and then you get to this man who... I'm not sure how he slept last night, but he is 59, not out. Trent Copeland, that's the biggest intro of all time. Good morning. <laughs> morning, lads. Yeah. Thanks for the stitch up, Doug. No, <laughs> anytime, mate. I, you know, I just like to, you know, keep you guessing and everything. But how's life, mate? What's going on? Uh, two kids under two. Lots going on with cricket. Uh, commentary starting to get busy. Obviously doing SEN over the T20 World Cup and then seven over the summer as well. So... Yeah, lots going on, mate. And 59 not out. Yeah, sorry. Don't overnight. chuck that in. Jeez. Just throw that in. Humble brag. <laughs> oh, yeah. 59 not out. And as you well know, Doug, if I was to go on and get 100 today, that would be the first 100 in a long time. I think I was with so... you last time, mate. So that is a long time ago. <laughs> well, if anyone's yeah, not... Yeah, well, if, yeah, if people are not doing anything, get down to Hurstville <laughs> Oval this morning and cheer on our man Trent Copeland <laughs> to try and make that 100. But Copes... Uh, the World Cup, Australia were good enough last night, but uh, look, it was a pretty unconvincing win in Afghanistan. They nearly pulled it off at the end. Well, would you say they were good enough? I mean, that was all on the line. Uh, there was a few selection dramas. Darkie being left out to me was, you know, look, let, let's throw this back to Doug, I guess. Like, if you were thinking, who can take three wickets in two overs in a power yeah. play because we need to win the game by so much? To me, it's give the ball to Starkey, say, bowl 150 k's an hour at the base of the stumps and try and knock three of the top order over, um, as well as maybe changing the batting lineup up and, and going a bit harder from the get-go. But, look, that's all good enough in hindsight. Um, they did win the game. The ball's now in England's court. They've got to beat Sri Lanka today. If they do that, Australia are gone. So... Uh, disappointing that it's got to this point, but it really stems back to that loss. They got absolutely towed up by New Zealand at the SCG in game one, and they really haven't recovered since. Yeah, mate, uh, you know, as past players, or you're still a player, mate, uh, I kind of think, you know, watching, like, what are they doing with Cameron Green up the top of the order? What what are they thoughts? I understand giving young guys a go, but, mate, there's only so many times. And, yeah, and as you said, is, was Starkey left out, or do you reckon he's actually injured, but they've just said it? Or would you think the other way around? Oh, man. I, I mean, they didn't publicise that. So if that's the case, it's been really harsh on Starkey yeah. the way it's been dealt with. So if, if it was injury, I'd love them to have said, look, he's not feeling amazing. Um, you know, it's a line ball call and we think we've got a great replacement in Kane Richardson to go with. Uh, obviously, Kane didn't have his best performance and it didn't work out. Um, it, but it's one of those things where, geez, it, He's been the number one bowler Not convinced, mate. for a long, long time, Starkey. So maybe he hasn't been at his best uh, at this tournament. But, man, uh, he's the guy that could have really broken open that game. And, and we needed to win big to change that net run rate around. We did need to win big. And, unfortunately, uh, we needed to keep Afghanistan to under 106. And we weren't able to do that. Copes, this other game that everyone's going to be watching now, the England-Sri Lanka game, your thoughts on that? Oh, I think, look, 
95% of the time, England are going to be way too good. But Sri Lanka do have some match winners in their team. Hasaranga with the ball in particular, Dan and Jaya de Silva. There's lots of guys there that can actually take a game away from an opposition. The problem is going to be how clinical England are in white ball format. So, yeah, Matthew Mott and the boys have got the team going pretty well. Mike Hussey, obviously, wearing the England shirt in the coaching ranks. Isn't that, I'll, isn't I'll that sad complete. to see? <laughs> like, oh, is one of the best be cover drives ever. Well. Oh, it, one of the best cover drives ever, and he's, he's coaching England. Like, that's Things like that just, I, just don't make sense to me, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's an absolute legend. And, I've, you know, why wouldn't they try and get him into their ranks? Because, you know, there's very few that are better. Um, but, look, if I'm looking at this game purely on, as a cricket fan and a guy that's watched a lot of the games, Who's going to win this game? It's England, hands down. And New Zealand, they've qualified. Kane Williamson was uh, he found some form yesterday with 61, I think he got. Yeah, and he did it in quick time as well. He's copped some criticism for not necessarily being a firepower, uh, you know, striking at 200 or anything like that. But yesterday he was on song and it really made the difference in that game. Ireland actually... Josh Little with the new ball and he took a hat trick during the game. He's looked really impressive and at different stages New Zealand were under the pump a little bit, um, but then they managed to get to a decent score on the back of Kane Williamson and their bowling group is just unbelievable. Dougie, you would absolutely froth on watching Trent Bolt, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Apparently he's a good golfer as well, which is probably more important to me these days. But <laughs> no, it's good to see New Zealand well. And as you said before, like Kane, uh, Kane Williamson did actually get a bit of bit of stick, mate, but that just shows when the good players, when it comes down to it, the good players come out and they thrive, mate. So that's what's been good to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure New Zealand will be up in the top three at least. Yeah, and these semifinals are going to be unreal. So you're talking New Zealand, India, probably uh, South Africa, and then either England or Australia. It's going to be electric. Wednesday night, that semi at the SCG, whoever's in that game is going to be unreal. Might try and get some tickets for that. Mm, that yeah, I go. think we that know might, a few that people. Might, don't that we? might be our go. That might be our copes. Just quickly before we let you go and and strive on for this magnificent hundred <laughs> that you're uh, that you're going to make this morning. This Australian, if if they don't get through to the the semifinals, this side doesn't play till next August. Uh, what what changes do you see? Uh, is the Big Bash or the IPL going to have a, a big bearing on this team? And who will be the next captain of this team? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, that's probably one obvious one is Aaron Finch and whether he decides to retire from not just 50-over cricket but also T20s. That's certainly been the word around the street. Um, he's been an absolute legend. So it's not going to be easy replacing him. I would say if I was to throw a couple of names up on who can jump into this team, Ben McDermott, I think, is one who's done it for years in the uh, Big Bash but also around the world now. and He's played a bit of international cricket. Uh, and Nathan Ellis is the other one who's been on fire in T20 formats around the world. Uh, those, those two are certainties to be in the mix. Uh, and probably young Tambir Sanger, uh, young leg spinner who's been unreal for the Thunder and New South Wales as well. So there are a couple of names that I think can probably bounce into the mix. But then it shifts focus very quickly into Test cricket, West Indies, South Africa, and then into the 50-over format. Trent Copeland. Good luck, mate. In, yep. in the V a little bit early this morning, I reckon. <laughs> Let's just, you know, maybe get to 70 before you open up the shoulders and 
hone in on that hundred. He metre doesn't shot. have shoulders. Well, this is true. <laughs> That's how, true. Yeah, how do you open Before those shoulders? I open up the long levers. <laughs> Trent Coleman, you can hear him here on SEN through the rest of the Cricket World Cup, and you will see him all over the Telestrator for Channel Seven once the uh, the <laughs> Channel Seven take over the cricket. Copes, good luck this morning, and thanks for joining us on the Saturday morning mowers. Cheers, lads. Have a good weekend. Thanks, mate. Trent Copeland there, Doug. We look. Let's hope he makes that hundred. Uh, I might uh, stop off on the way home uh, to the Shire. No chance. <laughs> Do you reckon he'll still be in by no the time chance. I drive by? Let's hope he is. But look, Doug, I want to talk to you about and and one thing that I've been quite interested to see, and working at the SCG, seeing the crowds come in and out, and um, mm. the crowds for this this T Twenty World Cup. Um, is it is it been well received? Uh, if Australia do. You know, bow out and and don't make the the semifinals. Um, for what I can see, the best crowd was 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 that India Pakistan yep. game. That was I was off its head. Mate, I, I think it's been phenomenal. Mm. I think it's had a really even with the even with a bit of rain around and yep. the people still sticking around. But you're right, eighty thousand. What eighty thousand? You, you've played in front of eighty thousand yep. at the MCG. I think it's great. And even last night, Good Friday night, and you know what? Good times, double header, double headers, double headers. They're fantastic and good times of the night. Like. They're not putting them on too late. The games have been interesting. They haven't been, you know, absolute bloodbaths. It's it's been good. So I'm, I hope that there's a lot of cricket this summer. Um, I hope they stick around because it's good to see people outside. Any chance of the BBL doubleheaders? I don't. I, I'd like. I like BBL doubleheaders, especially when one's in Perth and then the other one's somewhere else. I I really enjoy it because it can set your afternoon up. You yep. know, I sat there with my little boy last night and watched it after my golf day, and then had Oztag and you know just being a great parent. <laughs> <laughs> just seen a great parent. That's why we all try and be here on until the Saturday. Sundays. Until yeah, until it's time to play golf <laughs> yeah. and punt. We're up to a break. We'll be back with more. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now it's time for yeah, no, nah. yeah, no, nah. no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. It is time for Yena. And at the SEN Summer Programming Launch, it's all anyone wanted to talk about. How was that? It was great. Yeah? What what were they saying about the Mowers Club? They wanted to know about Yena. Yeah, okay. The Book of Yena, when the Book of Yena is going to come out. Yep. And that the next set of Mowers Club merch needs to have our Mowers Club uh, logo and Yena on the front or back or wherever. That's what they... And they asked about you. Oh, yeah? But primarily it was about Yena. Any... Anyone in particular? <laughs> Hachi. Hachi, was he? Yeah. <laughs> Club. Hachi's not returning my bloody calls, mate. <coughs> Man. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Moles Club's tubby calls? Yeah, I think that, that's That'd a, go down well, wouldn't it? A yeah. must. Yeah. Well, we had the, the Keith Arthurton wide brim mm. hat. The Moles Club fraternity were looking for the Terry Towling. Yeah, okay. So, well, look, I think, I, I don't, I hope. But we need to be sun smart when we're out there mowing. Yeah, look, we get, I reckon if we keep the merch in-house this time round, oh, well, hey. then potentially we can get what we want. We can get what we want. Keep the merch in-house. Yes. I like it. In-house. I'll try to say that cryptically without saying <laughs> it. Anyway, we're waffling through Yeah Nah, everyone's favourite part of the show, 1020 Yeah Nah. Uh, get your Yeah Nahs in, 0457 736 736. Right. Who wants to go first? I've got a few. A few. Well, I'll, I'll go because okay, you, you go. just looked at me when I said that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say, yeah, nah, the one-day cricket game is on New South Wales, uh, South Australia, and we're not there doing the show from there. 
and North Sydney. Yeah, no. Nah. To be the bearer of bad news, though, Doug, yep. we also have a massive interest in Queensland. Really? So how would how would our Queensland audience react if? Well, they're not at the game. They've got no choice. <laughs> They've true. Got no yeah, choice. No. They're not playing, mate. No, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Protest dismissed, yeah, no. Nah. No, nah, nah, I like it, though, but you and me. Yeah, I've, I've got a quick one. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of horse racing. I, okay. But, like, I still enjoy it, and I yeah. enjoy Melbourne Cup Day, and I enjoy having a few drinks on <laughs> Melbourne Cup Day. I've, there's been a bit of a pile-on against the Melbourne Cup, and, and, that, and that's completely fine as well. But I saw a clip a couple of weeks ago and it was uh, it was a bit of a brawl, if we if we want to call it a brawl. A fracker. It was a fracker. This is great radio. Well, <laughs> I'm showing the boys in studio. You might have seen it. It yes. was from a couple of weeks ago. There was a few ladies. A few ladies got into a into fracker. It. Got into a fracker. Now that happened two or three weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. I believe up in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Now, because right now a lot of the people on social media are saying nuts mm-hmm. to the cup. After the Melbourne Cup, people are posting that video and saying, this is is what happens at the Melbourne Cup. And it wasn't at the Melbourne Cup, and it was to suit the narrative. So I've seen a fair few people on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, saying, oh, you know, this is just another reason why the Melbourne Cup shouldn't be on. So for those people... Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. When it suits the narrative, not great. But it was it was a great biff, and yep. then it happened three weeks ago. That's all I'm saying. And that kind of stuff happens at every spring exactly. carnival. Well, every it happens spring carnival. At, oh, there's fracas at mm. every single sport. You go out to a you go out drinking on a Saturday night, Frackers. you'll see something like that. Yep. And we don't condone it. No, nah, well, we don't condone it, but geez, we don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, they were dressed up, weren't they? They had their hey, high heels guys. and shirt well, dresses hey. and. Not gonna, they're not going to be bye. sending. <laughs> no. bye. Anyway, I'm going to. I'll jump to my one off the back of that. My yeah, nah, and I've got a few. Is people that are posting or post holiday photos when you're not on the holidays anymore, saying, "Oh, I wish I was still on holidays." Yeah. yeah nah. Massive nah. It's a massive yeah nah. You're not. Oh, I reckon you've got you've got a week. Yeah. You've got a week. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, you want to be enjoying your holiday. I and yep. I'm into yeah, no, for people posting stuff whilst on it. Like, just enjoy your holiday. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But if you if you want to have a bit of a photo dump or whatever, you've got a week. Mm. Anything post a week, just let it go. You're not on holidays anymore. Just let it go. Yeah, I think I think oh, I completely agree with you, Nick. But this is more for the influencer crowd or the crowd who always need to be putting stuff out there. You know, sometimes your weeks are boring. There's nothing you can post up. So that is a perfect so time. So post nothing. To mm. do a Europe dump. Post nothing. Mm. Yeah, well, I can, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I okay. so think a lot of it's like, oh, take me back to when I was at so-and-so. Exactly. Yeah. Take me back to Santorini 2013. <laughs> you know, I was uh, Anyone's looking lighter. for some sort of bloody way to post something. So if week after the holidays, yeah, no. Another one. Pick this up whilst looking for my beautiful outfit for the uh, mm, delicious for the for the boat the party. Dogs in shops. I've no. yeah not it before, and it's especially around the eastern suburbs, Bondi area. It's too much, too much. They're in your yeah, general no, no yeah no yeah. They're no. in your general retail store. Too much. I mean, guide dogs are sweet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Because I think last time we did this, we, we got a bit of messaging back saying that. So and we appreciate we're not saying, all, we appreciate all We're not saying guide dogs are sweet, but your general house pet, 
In a shopping centre? Sho- Please, come just on. Just in your bed. No, no, what, is it you reckon, what, do you, what is it you reckon? Is it just a respect thing or is it just like a, a dirt? A dirt? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't need to be in the shops looking yep. for clothes. Yep. Doesn't okay. wear clothes. That says to me, untrained dog. You can't leave it at home because it's going to go go through all the shoes. What about dog in the car? Dog in the car. You know how people carry the dog in the car and all that? And yeah. you see, like. The dog's, if you're taking a, your dog to the beach, that's fine. Dog's yeah. dog. Not in the shops. Okay, we move on. Overtaking etiquette on freeways. If you're overtaking, if you're going to overtake, you're coming from the left hand lane and you're about to overtake on cruise control, you've got an obligation the people behind you if you're banking up. Because if the person in front is going one nine and you're going one ten on cruise control, no, let's make it legal, one seven and one eight, <laughs> you've got an obligation to not just sit in cruise control as you overtake. Mm. If you're overtaking someone, you need to then foot on the accelerator and, and then overtake. Get, and overtake yep. and then get back into your lane and then you can put your cruise control back on. Yep. So she's saying no match awareness, basically. No match awareness. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm so, with you, especially driving on the freeway coming here today. Did you see it? Yeah. Was there incidents? Yes. Some people, and special people, you know when people merge yes. and they just stop or they go like 40 just to slowly, oh, mate. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm with you. if you're overtaking on the freeway, get off cruise control. Yeah, nah. I've got two more. <laughs> Started to become, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm starting to be into the world of coffee. And I'm frequenting coffee shops. Oh, Nick. As Nick, a plus Nick. one. Right. I know, I know. And I've had Don't a crack at I've it, had a crack Don't coffee drink as well. This is more about the the actual shop. It, it's pretty clear when you go to get your coffee where you get it from. You go up to the up to the counter and you get your coffee. Okay. What I do have trouble with is the dog's breakfast. That is the post coffee. People don't know where to stand. They're it's all, awkward. It's awkward. People are like, oh, are you in line? Are you not in line? People are out on the footpath. They're in the way. Like if you're not on a pavement cafe, there's just it's a dog's breakfast. There are people standing everywhere. There needs to be protocol. This is where you order your coffee. And then just because you ordered a coffee and you think you're a, a better grade of human because you drink coffee, doesn't mean you can just stand around everywhere. Get your coffee. Order your coffee. I know it takes a little bit of time. And then just move to the side and create one more orderly line and then get your coffee and walk out. You can't just stand everywhere. So for the coffee drinkers, when you order your coffee, get in line. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Agree with that? It's pretty aggressive, that one, wasn't it? No, that was 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 it. Is that a a bit like elevator awkwardness? No. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know in the elevator and there's like only two of you and it's like... And there's a smell in there as well. You start and, thinking, who's that? You're trying to work this out. Trying to, one more before we get to our caller, Nathan. This one is one. This is a massive. This is goes on the front page of the Year Now book. <laughs> People that press the button at the traffic lights a million times to try and make you cross quicker. Yeah, nah. They're just standing there at the traffic lights. Press, 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 press. And then they stand there and they look because they've made the contract. Because if once you press, you can't go. Because we spoke about that, Doug. If you press, mm. then you can't go because then the cars are stopped for no one. So Very once true. you press, you've got to stay there. You made a contract. But And then they'll stand there and then they'll – a couple more presses just in case it didn't register on the first time. So there'll be a few more presses of the traffic light and then they'll stand there again. And then a few more going, okay, well, now the traffic light thinks there's 8,000 people standing here. I better let people go across. Just press it once. Does right. that button even work? 
I don't know. Or is it just a time? Well, probably thing? not because it's broken because yeah. people press it so much. No, I like them. They're so, good. So for the people crossing the road, just press the press the buttons. Yeah, no, nah. no, nah, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Nathan, Nathan from Illawong. Yeah, nah. What have you got for us, bud? Mate, I've I've got one very similar to the holidays. Uh, you can't post old pictures. I fully agree with that. But one worse, I can't stand people on social media to say, "Oh, thank you, Hawaii, for having me. I had the best time." You're not social media mates with Hawaii, the whole bloody country. <laughs> Thanks, Hawaii. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah, ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's good. I like that. Gibbo, hit the button. Yeah, nah. Nathan, that's an absolute yeah, nah. Thanks for your call, mate. Thanks for your input into the show. McHugh here, always with a good yeah, nah. Bush bike riders who decide to go for a ride at Port Botany on the truck route where thousands of trucks go in and out every day. Who wakes up, goes, I know a safe place to ride a bike right down the truck. Yeah. We done one of these, remember, a while ago with bike riders, and it got a lot of attention. It did. Yeah. I they, think a lot of non-likers, a lot of hate for the bike riders. For the, oh, I think we did. For the yeah. bike riders? Yeah. Well, I mean. And, look, because normally the bike riders, then they go and double down, and then they put their bike wherever they want. They order the coffee, and then they stand wherever yeah. they want. So normally they double down here. And then usually when you're um, – when you say you are at a cafe, not that I ever am, and they walk past you, you get the the boot, the boot, the boot yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Big, uh, say, oh, here we go, guys! Look who's rocked up. <laughs> but yeah, bike. I mean, they get a they get a pretty tough rap, don't they? We we, we need no a, because deserved. they want the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it really grinds your gears when you're. You, oh, you, I love you, the pun. You you're trying to get around you. <laughs> You're boosting at home because yep. you've had a tough day at work and, oh, no, you're stuck behind a bloody cyclist. Anyway. Stuck behind Darren that's, you know, been working from home, thought I might go for a bike ride for yeah. 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just... Yeah, nah. Mark on the text line, Nick, Seinfeld soup Nazi system, absolutely for the coffees. Get in line. Yep. Get in line. I'm big for that. And also, yeah, nah, Matt, Channel <laughs> Gator Gately, no winners. Would listen to SE and Track. The boys there would have had plenty of winners. I think, oh. pa- I think Paps tipped a few winners. Tommy Papley might have tipped a few winners on SE and Track. I've got a new um new bit of man love at SEN, Nick. Who? So Nick, obviously you've jumped down the ratings. Chris oh. Warren's still at number one. Nick, you've dropped down. But uh Dave Taggart. Dave Taggart, who's Tags. Tags, a former jockey who heads up all the SEN track stuff. He was spotted at Melbourne Melbourne Cup. Wearing a nice little suit, nice number, and he's got his joggers on. He's got his joggers on. I like it. And his like tagline is when it gets a winner, "Come on, my son!" Like I love him. <laughs> oh, he is number one. So I'll just repeat that: number one, David Taggart. Number two, Chris Warren. All right. You're still number three though, Nick. That's so all good. Thanks, mate. Well, I'm you're in the top three. Like, you're top getting bronze. Nothing on, wrong with bronze. I'm on the podium. As you know, as Ricky Bobby and Cal Norton Jr. said, nothing wrong with silver. That's yeah, nah. <laughs> That's <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. That's yeah, nah. We'll get back to keep you, yeah, nahs coming through. Oh, 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 four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. We'll be back with Danny Green. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Mowers, brought to you by Toro. Toro's 100% grass fed mowers lead the charge. And this man leads the charge. He leads the charge in the Stop the Coward Punch. It's a great initiative that Danny Green has come up with. And he will also be leading the charge on the stand sport coverage of. Boxing, the Sonny Bill Williams-Mark Hunt fight tonight. Danny Green joins us on the Saturday morning. Danny, thanks for joining us. Good morning, lads. How are you? 
We're really well. Yeah. We're really well. We're looking forward to look a, a big weekend of boxing. Uh, let's just touch on on. Uh, obviously, there was a, a fight last night, but the one that you're covering tonight, Sonny Bill Williams and Mark Hunt. What are you looking forward to here? Uh, look, mate, it's um, it's going to be really exciting because everyone's going on about um, you know Mark Hunt. Uh, you know, he's old. Um, he hasn't fought for a while, etc. He's been out, he's been you know inactive of late. Um, but you got you got to remember, this guy's a combat sport. Legend. He's a royalty of combat sport, kickboxing, uh, MMA, K1, and boxing. So, um, you know, he's really in a, he's got a massive test ahead of him tonight. Um, and he's got the power to turn Sonny Bill's lights out if he catches him clean. And he's done it on many occasions as an underdog against a bigger, taller, younger, stronger man and come out on top by knocking him out. So he's always got that danger. But Sonny Bill himself has got immense power and he's really growing in the sport. And his skill level is, is increasing every time he fights. And this is a real test. Each time Sonny grows, um, and both these athletes are pure gentlemen, humble as. But when the bell goes tonight, you'll see, I think you'll see Sonny's growth in the sport. His boxing ability has really improved. Danny, with all the boxing, you know, coming alight at the moment, what are your thoughts on, you know, the Sonny Bills, the Paul Gallon, the ex-footy players having a go at boxing? Do you, are, you, are you enjoying it just to try to see that cross code of, of athletes? Look, you know, if they take it serious, yep. it, you know, you can't, there, there are a couple that, you know, appear to take the piss, but you know what, if the opportunity is there for them and the opportunity presents itself, well, why wouldn't they do it? So you can't begrudge a guy for, for, you know, feeding his family at all. So good luck to the fellas. But then you have the guys like Sonny Bill who have, um, you know, excelled and, and have dedicated their life to it. Paul Gallant was a professional fighter when he finished playing rugby. He dedicated his, his you know, trade, their life to, to the boxing after he's finished his football career. So these guys didn't just come along and go, oh, I want to be a boxer. They've done a fair bit of boxing over their time as footballers, and they've wanted to progress and test themselves. And they've done it, you know, they've done it pretty bloody well, I reckon, um, the ones that have succeeded. And uh, Sonny Bill tonight, I think, is going to showcase his growth in the sport of boxing. He's now a full-time professional fighter. And tonight's um, a, a real test for him. I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what happens. Because when the bell goes, don't forget, these guys are real gentlemen. They have utmost respect for each other. That's their culture. That's the way they roll. And I love it. But when the bell goes tonight, you're also going to see, you know, what they're all about. And they mean business. Danny, how have you seen Sonny Bill Williams' career evolve? Because probably at the start, he was just bigger and stronger than some of the opponents that he uh, that he that he fought. How have you seen his ring craft evolve? And, and what are you most uh, looking forward to seeing? You know, he's got skill. The guy's got, I mean, obviously, he, he's, he is a supreme athlete. He is a, a, a kind of a rarity in sport. He can cross over and do different sports. I'm, I'm, he'd, he'd be able to play tennis, basketball, ping pong. He'd be able to swim, you know, 25 seconds over 50 metres, I reckon. So he can do it all. But boxing, you need a bit of instinct. You need that, that, that instinctive, reactive time to know what the guy's going to do just before they do it. And so he's got that. And so his boxing ability's really stepped up. And then in his last fight against Barry, it only went a minute, not even a minute, it went 30, 40 seconds. But he showed he was prepared to put it on the line, to put, to take the courage to step forward and go, I'm going to take initiative here. I'm going to be the aggressor. I'm going to go on the front foot. That takes courage. And he did that, but he did it also with precision and skill by landing clean shots. So his, his skill level is getting up each time. But Sonny's the first to admit he's got a long way to go and a lot of improvement, and which is a, a, a very enlightening thing for a guy to say, you know, who's at the top of his game and so much, you know, in, in life and sport, but he knows he's so humble. Hey, I've got a lot to learn. There's much more improvement, which for me, looking on the outside, looking in, it's exciting to watch.
and I've always been interested in this. And myself as an ex-football player, you do a preseason and then you've got a whole mm. season to play. And Doug is a cricketer, you do a preseason and then you've got a whole season to play. In a fight camp where you, you're working hard, you're going six or seven, eight weeks in, in fight camp and you, and you put in all this hard work and Danny, you go out and you knock him out in 30 seconds. Is there a little bit of, geez, I did a whole heap of work there. and <laughs> For not much. <laughs> for not much. But it takes a couple of days to get to sleep because <clears throat> you've got all that energy and all that adrenaline because you dump a lot of adrenaline. And, you know, after fights, I wouldn't sleep for two days because yeah. you yeah. win, lose, or draw. You're just so G'd up and so excited and so revved up. And, you know, you, 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 you rev yourself into a state where you know you're going to have to walk through a lot of punishment. If you want to be victorious, you have to take a lot of pain and punishment. So then when you put them away early, it's fantastic. A, you're kind of like, oh, man, I want a good fight. I want to put yeah. on a, yeah. a good show for the crowd here. But the most important thing is, as fighters, we get to – we don't take the punishment. So the, 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 the damage on our body and our brains is far less. So if you do get the knockout early, it's so fulfilling because that's the ultimate way to win a fight and you don't take the damage and you live to fight another day a bit longer in your career. And, mate, you've also got the Stop the Coward Punch uh, program. Like, you're still still heavily involved in that going forward because it's been around quite a while now. Are you still leading the leading the charge with that and really making a difference? Um, oh, I hope I, I hope it's making a difference. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's been going for over ten years now, and uh, we've we've been lucky enough to receive um, federal government funding. I'm on two occasions that's helped us just get the advertising out there. I don't get paid a single cent for doing this. It costs me money to do it. I invested in it to begin with, and it costs me you know every time I deal with it. Um, but it's it's a program, it's a, it's a campaign that it's all about awareness. And for the fact that we've changed the vernacular in society to the term now cow punch, and so many people are using the term cow punch, you guys in the media, which are the, the best way for the campaign to spread its wings, um, using the term cow punch to change the vernacular in society. It's been going for like four or five years in only five or six years, you know, through, through just awareness. It's a big thing and it shows that the community is re- has resonated with it, are on board with it, and all agree. It's you know, it's, all, it's it's about us all. So that's why I think it was so powerful and so impacting, so quickly because we're all on the same page. We all want to you know see it stop. Absolutely, Danny. On the stand sport card tonight, are there any other fights there that we uh, will be tuning into all of them? But is there any other on, uh, fighters on the card that we should be looking out for? There's going to be some good fights. I can't remember all the names. Excuse me, fellas. Um, it's been a pretty busy week so far, but. Uh, the the semi main event um, uh, oh, far out Pengai Junior. I forgot he said uh, Tavita Pengai Junior. Yep, uh, yep, and he's fighting uh, Jeremiah Turpai from Brisbane. This kid's had made a bit of an argy bargy at the weigh-in yesterday, and everyone goes, "Ah, it's put on." It wasn't put on at all. This guys, these guys have got beef. They're both, um, you know, they're both kind of you know, up from Brisbane way, and they and they both, you know, they're both in the mix here and. The other fella, um, Turpai, his opponent, um, Pangai Jr.'s opponent, has had six amateur fights, and they've labelled him the mini Tyson because he's been pretty successful and he's pretty explosive. So Pangai Jr.'s, you know, he's got a real test in front of him. And these guys, there's a bit of there's a bit of beef there, which, you know, it always makes for a more exciting fight, especially when the heavyweights are in town. So, you know, with, with Mark Hunt and Tony Williams and, and um, Pangai Jr. and this other fella fighting each other, um, when the heavyweights are in town, it's, it's, it's really exciting. And then also, before that, Carly Min, former world title challenger, and I believe Carly won the world title. Um, it was a stiff decision way back in 2005 against Lamont Brewster. His three sons are all, he's always, he's a fight family. You, you would, you would be, you'd be the silliest 
bloke in the world to jump their fence and try and rob their back shed one night. <laughs> um, and especially if they're sitting around the back, back, back having a barbie out the back. But his son, one of his younger sons, Isaac's fighting tonight. So Isaac Meehan's fighting on the Meehan's fighting on the card. Um, it's exciting. He's 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 going to have a, a ton of experience in his corner, but he's got that genetics. And I know the Meehan boys. They're, they're raised hard and tough by their old man and strict by their old man. And you know he's going to be disciplined. He's going to be battle weary and sorry battle ready to go because he's been doing this his whole life. So it's a really exciting moment for for the, for the Meehan family tonight. It's going to be a really good card on Stan Sport. Danny, just one last question before we let you go on the text line here. And Gary says this with the nicest possible way. G'day, fellas. Can you ask Danny, is it nice to be an ex-boxer? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I'm, I'm, I always wanted to make a living with my hands. And I left school and did my apprenticeship as a carpenter and you wouldn't want me building your house. So lucky <laughs> I fight, so I was still able to... I was still able to, um, you know, to, to make a living with my hands. So, yeah, and, and to know that I did it, you know, and, and kind of did it with, um, you know, with, with all I had and give my all, um, yeah, it makes you proud. And know that I had so much support, um, you know, with, with my career, which made my career so fulfilling. So if everyone out there who did support me in my career, thanks so much. And, yeah, it, it's nice to sit on the outside commentating, looking in, um, you know, and, and not having to take the damage and having done all that hard work. Um, I just wish everyone the best tonight and hopefully everyone comes away unscathed and lives to fight another day and puts on a great show for the fans. Absolutely. You can catch all that action on Stan Sport. Danny Green, thanks for joining us. Thanks for everything you do uh, with the Stop the Cow Punch as well. It's a really good initiative there. And if anyone can uh, make sure we get behind that as well and, and make sure that we look, check out Stan Sport tonight for the coverage of the Sunny Bill Williams-Mark Hunt fight. Danny Green, thanks for joining us. Thank you, mate. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me on, fellas. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Danny Green. Made sure I didn't ask him about Paramount. I'm not going to ask Danny no. Green about Paramount. I'm not going to poke the bear there. Give no. Me a, no, 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 no. Well, doesn't he live in Perth? So it's a it's a good distance. Yeah, well, he can find you. Yeah, true. Very true. Hey, you know, you're walking past an airport no. one day. You asked me about Paramount in the Boom. grand final. Hey, boys, in your careers, were you ever tapped on the shoulder to maybe do a bit of boxing? No. No? Nah. Would the, would any I've done it for a bit of fitness, but yeah. oh, no, nah, it's... I, it's and when, you think you go good too. Oh, yeah. I thought I was on the pads and you Once you get in the ring, I I'd I'd crap oh, myself. I'd be no good. It's the ultimate courage. Just yeah. standing there and like no teammates, no help, just you and oh. I'm here to get my head punched in, just like UFC. I'm here to get choked yeah. out. Well, which out of your former teammates in the Australian Test cricket team, <laughs> who would you be able to easily dust? And same with you. Hawley. Hawley. Hawley? Yeah. He goes all right though, doesn't he? <laughs> He's pretty big, but I back you, Nick. I'll dust Hawley up. What about you, Doug? I'd get all of them. Yeah. Oh, probably not. I'd, watching him now, Dorcius had a, an amazing rig, very strong. Abbott very – Sean Abbott doesn't know how strong he is. I saw him spear tackle Trent Copeland one day when we were playing a footy game. Well, because he's he a spear? Out. Yes. It's quite he's easy skinny to enough, spear yeah. the spear. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, nah. Yeah, I get most of them. No, nah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, we've already had I'd that I'd probably segment. be better outside of the ring in a street fight. Yeah. Oh, back, <laughs> back in Seven Hills. Stop the cow patch. Uh, we're oh, off to yeah. a break. Uh, we'll be back with Do Yourself a Favour. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It is Nick Davis and Doug Bollinger and Nathan Gibbons joining you on Saturday morning for the Saturday Morning Mowers Club brought to you by Toro, the 100%. Toro grass-fed mowers lead the charge as always. And we're leading the charge into do yourself a favour. Also, get your, your nars. They've still got a few to get to. 
0457736736. We'll get to them in the last hour. But boys, anything? Do yourself a favour. What have we? What have we got? Well, how can we enlighten our listenership? Where can we? St- what can we steer them into? Have you got one? No. Or do you- okay. I we spoke off air. I said, now that sun's coming out, get yourself down to Jamboree <laughs> Recreational Park. The kids love you it. You control mate. the action. Yeah, you take the toboggans. The action. That's great. We have a great time down there. Should we rate them? Jamboree. So what have we got? We got Jamboree. Wet and wild. Wet and wild. There's urban surf count in there. Where's that? Oh, it's like a <laughs> surf water park in Melbourne. Melbourne. No, I'm talking in Sydney. 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 Luna Park. Open next year. Luna Park. Yeah. Luna Park. What a water park. We're just saying in general. Oh, just, no, just right. in general. So is Wonderworlds Wonderland or whatever? Australian it was? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> wet and wild now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Is there a wet? Is there? No, wet, it's wet. Bunnings now. It's a big Bunnings factory. No, Australian Wonderland is now wet and wild. What out of Prospect? Out of Eastern Creek there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So what we else got, we got? So we got Jamboree. Yep. Symbio, Symbio Wildlife, which is across the road from Helensburg Driving Range. Yep. Okay. Where I frequent Hof, Hofton. Hof. Yeah. So Jamboree, Symbio, Wet and Wild, Luna Park. We're missing plenty. Australian Reptile Park. Mate, can't go there. Can't go there. Can't I'm, go I'm there. What nil do you by mean? Reptile. Nil by Nicholas. Reptile. Oh, no good. <laughs> right. No good. I can't go there. It used to be called Old Sydney Town. Yes, yeah, it did. I remember that. Yeah, you used to go to excursions there. <laughs> Aqua Golf at Panthers. That's fun. Aqua Golf. <laughs> Cables. <laughs> is, yep. is Cables good there? there? There's plenty to do, Gibbo. No, I'm not saying there's not plenty to do. Australian Reptile Park. No good. I don't. I've never been there either. Well, what about Taronga Zoo then? Taronga Zoo. Well, I can not go to the reptile bit. Yeah. Too tired walking it up that hill. Oh. That, that's a big hill to get up. What about e-scooters? E-scooters. Yeah. I'll, what about? Do you hear the new fine system for e-scooters, mate? You're going to get. No. What's What's the fine system? If you're, uh, on the phone on an e-scooter, I think is going to be about four hundred. Got to wear a helmet. Obviously. Helmet, obviously. Yeah. What about the uh, few little drinky poos? A few little drinky poos <laughs> on the e-scooter. I think that's about 600. What? I didn't know you can get DUI yeah. on a bicycle. Oh, there you go. Yeah, on yeah. a bicycle. Because there's been... On a, a bicycle? Was, yeah, apparently you can get done if you've had a few and ride a bike. Yeah, that's not great. That's, <laughs> not, that's not good. So the, I, it was on the radio. On, we would have been oh, on, on SCN, on, on was SCN. it? Yeah. <laughs> talking about that. SCN. Oh, SCN. And, uh, yeah, there's there's been a, an, an increase and. In, in uh, e-scooter incidents, yeah, surely, yeah, and the police are going to crack down on it. There you well, go. you think how many people in the city are riding them that had a few on a Friday afternoon and just thought it's easier than and I just ride, I ride one to Wynyard, park it there, and just get. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So get yourself out on an yeah. east. Do yourself a favour. So, get on the east. Yeah. But we, we've make given sure you you're the, not on the phone. So we've given you, what, five or six reptile parks, oh, water parks. So do yourself a favour. Get out. Get out Aquarium? Is that still going? Uh, there's one aquarium. Manly no, aquarium. That's out. No, that's is gone, it? isn't it? Is it gone? Yeah, it it's looks like it's still ages. in operation. 0457736736. Manly Aquarium, I think. Is it still gone? Well, jump, there's a, like... There's, is the one at Darling Harbour, is that still going? We're very Sydney-centric here, but if Well, how you, far do you want to go? Well, I mean, if you're listening on 1620 Gold Coast or SCNQ... SCNQ. Yeah. All right, well... Dream well. Uh, I dream well. Okay, well, if you're on the Gold Coast, book a group in at the Glades. <laughs> um, Versace Boogie. Hotel's pretty nice up no, there No, I'm not too. going there. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm too big a bogan to go there, and, yeah. I, and I don't think I'm good. Um, Dream World, Movie World. They also sea have World. that duck as well, the duck that goes in the water. The aqua duck, yep. The aqua duck. Quack, 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 quack. That just goes off surface, doesn't it? You just get on. Yeah, and then you go, that's pretty cool. So, there, I mean, there's plenty of things to do, get out and about. I've, I've got one 
the TV show. Okay. So once you've done all of that fun exercise, <laughs> you'll be you'll be probably needing to watch some TV. Have you guys seen the White Lotus on Foxtel? No. Nope. So it's basically it was, season one was around this like hotel in Hawaii, and it's all the guests and a lot of mayhem in shoes. Uh, there's an Aussie character who I think might have won an Oscar or an Emmy for, for his performance. Basically, he's a recovering drug addict and, you know, he's really trying hard not to downfall. He eventually downfalls and chaos ensues. White Lotus season one. They're back for season two and it's set in Italy mm. and it's similar sort of theme. So White Lotus on HBO slash Foxtel is my... Is that the one with Stifler's mum in it? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm watching it. Yeah, and so she's <laughs> she's been retained. So it's all new characters, new stories from season one to season two, bar Stifler's mum. Right. We've got a few on the text line here. The Scenic Railway, that's Blue Mountains Way. Yep. Yep. Yep, that's good. That's good. Uh, Layla Park Skate Park. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Lay Law. Lay Law. Or Lay Law Park. Lay Law Park. Um, skate there's Park. There's heaps to do. Heaps to get the kids out and... I think the best one was booking a golf course on the Gold Coast. What do you reckon? There's some good tracks up there. There's some very good courses up there. Hope Island, we can go there. Hope Island. Hope Island. We can play Hope Island and then go to that pub with the boat yacht inside it, right near Dream uh, Dreamworld. It's your story, Doug. I'm just coming along for the ride. We're off to well, a break. You, you've had that many trips lately. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It is the second hour, nearly done and dusted. We've got a couple of yeah nahs that we'll get to on the other side in the second hour there. Thanks to Trent Copeland. Look, hopefully he makes that 100 today. <laughs> no chance. Have we got an update from What did he say? He was only batting 15 overs. Yeah, and what was he, 59? He said, yeah, oh, we're going to no bat chance. 10 overs. He's got no chance. He's got no chance. He's Let me look it. up. Have a, give a look. We'll get that update on that. And Danny Green, uh, the Sonny Bill Williams, Mark Hunt. Fight is on tonight on Stan Sports. Thanks for Danny Green for coming on there. Said we'll get to you, Nas, after the news. And also straight up after the news, Jaleesa Apps will talk all things Rugby League World Cup and a little bit of cricket. We'll be back after the news. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Welcome back to the Saturday Morning Mowers. Nick Davis, Doug Bollinger, Nathan Gibbons with you this morning for the Saturday Morning Mowers. Brought to you by Toro. The Toro 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Doug. Yes. We've got a big last hour. This is where Tell we uh, this is where we make things happen. So we want to make sure we welcome anyone now that's joining for the last hour on SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, SENQ 693. If you're listening via the app or if you're listening belatedly on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, whether it be Apple, Spotify, and all the usual places, Shoot us a message, 0457 736 736. We've got a couple of yeah nahs that we're going to get to while we get Jalisa apps on the phone. Doug, you like this one. Fellas, great show. That's a great start. You, if, like you, if you start with that, you're going to get Just read out. Just finish with that as and well. Fi- and finish with that. If you're going to start <laughs> top and tail with that, you'll get read out. My yeah nah, everyone taking photos at Sydney Airport at the Sydney Airport sign and posting them on their socials with the hashtag holiday time. No need for that. I agree. Have a great day. Yep. Mittens from Leppington. Yep. And the, when we, when it says departures, 
That's Ready the to go, hey. And then you go to And wait. then you go around the corner and then you're in an hour lineup. An hour lineup. Yeah. Everyone's not smiling. Take a, you can't take photos around the corner, but and then, and then you're waiting for your plane for what, three hours? Another three hours after that? Yeah. Hey, ready to go. Hey, whoa. Anyway, I like it. The Very other good. thing that I've I have never really gotten around it. I'm not like a massive drinker anyway. Or you can but you can get any stuff. Duty free. Not the same. But or I just never not really get it. around nah. it. Nah. Like everyone carries, oh, oh, yeah, I'm going away overseas. Oh, do you need me to get anything duty-free? It's like 20 bucks difference. Like, Yeah, I think back in the day when you could get quite a bit of stuff, it might have been different. But now it would be only like one, maybe two bottles, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's all the, the cap on that. Yeah, that's what everyone would, would be getting. But duty-free. <laughs> but one person that we can ask to get us some duty-free on mm. the trip back from the Rugby League World Cup, and she went to the Rugby League World Cup, as we saw. I'm not sure if she did post the Sydney Airport departure sign. She might have. We might she was have posting a, bit of, a lot of New York pictures. A lot of New York. I was mm. not sure that the Rugby League World Cup was in New York, but joining us on the line, Jalissa Apps, what, what was the fact-finding mission in New York for? <laughs> I just went to New York. You know, I, I needed a holiday. I needed to refresh before I came to this World Cup. Might have been a little bit of a mistake, but <laughs> New York was good. I went to New York, San Fran, London. Also, duty free's a joke. I don't know. I think people are being lured into a false sense there. I agree. I agree. I won't. I, don't worry about that. I can no duty free. We're, we're vouching here for you. Yeah. Duty free, no good, no good. But uh, rugby league World Cup, the the game last night, Australia forty eight, uh, Lebanon four. They were far too good. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, Australia, I mean, they were always going to win this. I think it would have been taken a pretty big disaster of injuries or something for them not to get through this. But, um, I mean, Josh Adokai, it's just hard to believe. I'm actually making my way from the stadium back to Manchester now, but it's hard It's hard to believe what uh, that he wasn't in the Blues squad when you sort of see him put on five tries and then even at the end he was still yelling for the ball for a six in the dying uh, seconds. So... Um, I think he's one off Mal Meninga's uh, record now for the world, for Kangaroos for the World Cup. So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I thought they were great. Um, the only thing that probably Nathan Cleary's goal kicking was a bit off to me, it was, it looked to me like he didn't have enough space to sort of do a bit of a run up. They sort of have, it, it's very narrow on the side. Like, so I think on, even on his preferred side, he was sort of struggling. Um, but it, all he's, teammates are joking about how long he's spending practicing because they want to get on the team bus and <laughs> the other day I think he even missed the team bus he was still practicing um so certainly not a lack of practice and he was a bit filthy with himself on that Teddy Tedesco didn't play uh second half he had a bit of a cork but he I mean that was just really precautionary sort of bringing him off they didn't need need him on he said he could have played through if they needed to and um interestingly what they really said was that um, they could have uh, that they have been preparing for the Kiwis. Like it, they were almost talking, they were talking very much in like the tense of like, oh, the Kiwis will be hard next week. The Kiwis is and and the Kiwis are yet to play, but so obviously they've been already doing uh, a lot of preparation on them. Just a quick one, Jalisa, with Nathan Cleary. Could they do pub rules where you know if you're up against the cushion, can mm. you like can you just move it in a little bit <laughs> while he's waiting for his Guinness to sit? But Nathan Cleary, while he's waiting for his goal kick, if he's up against the sideline, could they just play pub rules and just move it in a little bit? Yeah. I reckon. Like, why not? 
Although I don't know that the Aussies need any more of an no, advantage. They don't need do they? any more points. No, I think they're going all right. And, and just going forward, Jalissa, when that you were just saying, you know, they're, they're looking at the Kiwis. With that going, are you getting any whispers on who Malmaning is going to finally go with with the spine and with the team, or it's still pretty much up in the air because it's such obviously a hard decision. Well, I think that he's still. I think he's going to uh, stay. He's pretty much set on on what he um, what of you know having Cleary in that halfback spot, and I don't think imagine he would make any changes unless it was absolutely necessary. Um, maybe you see Ben Hunt come in would be the only one, but um, I think this is pretty much the team. Uh, moving forward and Daily Cherry Evans was so gracious we spoke to him after the game and he was so gracious about uh, Nathan Cleary taking that spot and just said he even said to Cleary about Cleary he said you know I don't want to be unfair on him and put too much pressure on him but he's he's definitely on his way that he could be one of the greats so um, very much team mentality from um, DCE and he certainly still did a job tonight so um yeah, I, I think it, I think I, unless there was sort of a reason to change, I'm not sure Mal would. No, I don't think he will. No. I, I don't think he will. I think it might be. Not if they're set. Not if they're set. No, no it's important. That's what the tournament play is about. And you sort of, you, you try and you probably you know, mix and match a few things. But yeah. once you're starting to get into to these games and regardless of, of who you're playing against, you, you have hopefully for Australia, they've only got a couple left. Yeah. Uh, they need to make sure they set this lineup. In regards to the Kiwis, will there be any major changes there or they're, they're pretty set? No, no. Coming into this uh, game, we've got you've got Jared Maria Hargraves out, but against um, so they obviously play Fiji tomorrow. Yep. I'm trying to work out what your time is, what my time is. I don't know what day it is, <laughs> but I I think it's tomorrow for your time. Uh, it's so uh, it's today my time. But they'll uh, they will so he'll be out, but then he'll be back to face. Um, to face the uh, kangaroo side, so uh, that'll be a huge inclusion for them. Just now, I want, I, and I know, Jalissa, you. If, well, as we move on for the Rugby League World Cup, yep. Surely, there's a little bit of the cricket fan in you that is just hurting a little bit with what's happening back here with the the T20 World Cup. Mitchell Stark. Uh, I want just an honest opinion. And you might know, you might not know. Surely he has to be injured. To not play last night in a game where you've got to bowl a side out and keep him under 106. Surely yep. Mitchell Stark should have been in that team. Scott, Bowl- uh, Scott like, Boland. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, the thing I'm struggling with most over here is I have such FOMO that I am not seeing that World Cup, over there with that World Cup. I have such cricket FOMO at the moment, so I'm following it as closely as I can over here. I, you know what? I would say, yeah, you prob- like, you're probably right. He probably has an injury, except for the fact that every other selection's been so mad um, at times. But I, I don't know that maybe, maybe it is just a rogue selection. I, I don't know. I mean, I I think, of course, he, he should have been there and... Um, you know, we've been talking, I hate to him, Aaron Finch all the time, and obviously he didn't play there. But, like, just from the start, that selection was really baffling. I was never on the... I, I hate the talk that Steve Smith is still, you know, not a T20 player. That's most still the most ridiculous thing to me. So, 
I don't know. The selections are, are all over the joint. It is a pretty big disaster for Australia to be in the position that it is in at the moment in a home World Cup. And also considering we won the World Cup, what, 11 months ago, um, it, it's a bizarre one. And the selections have been a bit bizarre, to be honest. But uh, it's good to see the traction that it's getting back home, particularly with India and their fans and um, Pakistan and uh, also Bangladesh, fantastic game there. So, I mean, it's disastrous for the Aussies, but for the tournament, I mean, the tournament has been pretty good. Has it been playing over there? Like, have you have you just had to log on, or are many of the people trying to, you know, get some get some word over there and what's going on, or is it, is it pretty hard to see for yourself? It's it's hard for, to see purely for the timing for myself yeah. and do, it, like personally, I mean personally for myself, it's just been a bit difficult. But you know what? It's really interesting to see because I've been in London for the last week for um for enjoyment. Um, but it's <laughs> what's the World Cup like, rugby league? Big hello to Channel Ten and <laughs> it's uh, the Guinness uh, drink big to Channel Ten. <laughs> Sometime. I've got to take holidays sometime. I'm going mad. But um, uh, no, I took holidays. So you, you, you're right. Do you want to? Should I improve this with you? No, no, don't worry about it. Nick's had had about 18 holidays in two months. So you're good, Julissa. Wait for next Wednesday when I uh, when I have my big photo in front of the Sydney airport sign as I jet off to Queenstown for a week of golf. Can't wait to be going away. I'll be giving it to you then. But the interesting thing that's been uh, over here is, so in London, I know it's not really a rugby league, like the rugby league sort of doesn't cut through as much down there as it does in the north. But it's been really interesting to have a look at the, um, like the media, um, the sports, like the bulletins on TV, the sports bulletins, and in the paper, the rugby, uh, the T20 World Cup gets far more coverage than the rugby league. And the rugby league is over here. Yeah, that's oh. that's a shame. Well, Ted, it's obviously their second sport over there, so there's no soccer on or whatever. It's it's going to be cricket, but yeah, that's a shame. That, that's a shame <laughs> it hasn't picked up over there the World Cup because they don't really see it that much over there, do they? And especially with all those wonderful players, it's it's hard to it's hard to get a grasp, isn't it? It is. It is. Jalissa, well, before we, could, oh, you care? You go. No, no, sorry. I was just saying it was even interesting in the stadium tonight. There was only eight thousand which I felt like was pretty low for the best players in the world. Fresh? Is it fresh? Is it cold? Yeah, it that's cold? what I It gets cold in Manchester, doesn't it? It gets... I'm, I'm just permanently cold. I can't remember <laughs> the last time I was warm. What, it wasn't warm you in New York? Yeah, or? Oh, mate, you come from a cold part of town yeah. where you come from down south, mate, so you don't don't be whinging about cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, one last question, just quickly. Before, if... It goes the way that we all think, and Australia could potentially be knocked out of this T20 World Cup. Who's your tip? Who do you think that uh, will take it out if Australia do get knocked out? Uh, I have to go with India. And I love seeing, I, I absolutely love seeing their fans back there, just even if they haven't been to the game. Like someone sent me a video of um, like a, that in, um, the India-Pakistan game after that. It, they were like celebrating even in Sydney. Uh, so, I mean, I, you can't, I just love seeing passionate sports fans. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too upset of, even if that happened. 
Yeah, I agree. I think everyone will get behind the Indians there. Maybe Gibbo wants the New Zealanders to win, but it will be a, <laughs> a fantastic T20 World Cup, whatever happens. Jalissa, who works extremely hard. She's a Channel 10 mm. sports reporter, host of Crunch Time on SEN. Did you and- go to Alcatraz? <laughs> No, I didn't. I was oh. too, you know, it's too much to the sea lions. Oh, wow. They're everywhere. Take another holiday on the way back. Well, and the sea lion? Sea lions. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, all right. Anyway, Jalissa, right. <laughs> you enjoy the rest of your working, not working holiday, because no, you're no. over there working hard, and then have a holiday on the way back. But thanks for joining <laughs> us, as always, on Saturday Morning Mowers. See ya. Jalissa Apps. We, we do take it out of her a little bit. She's doing a really good job over there, and it will be a fantastic end to that Rugby League World Cup. We are off to a break, and we'll be back with Tim Horan to talk some rugby union. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers. Nick Davis and Doug Bollinger joining you, as always, brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Doug, yes, we need to lead the charge into okay. a little bit of racing today. And and Gregory, our man, is texting earlier. He's walked the track at Goulburn. He says a soft four to five, and it comes up on the uh, on the app as a soft five. So he's a great judge, our man Gregory. And his, his tip, his mail, is in race three at Goulburn, number four, Encyclopedia. Reddit. Reddit. Back to front, front to front back. Front to back, upside, downside, yeah, inside out. It's a good doorstop. Um, <laughs> so encyclopedia there for our man Greg for the, the Mowers Club listeners. Anything that you caught your eye around the racing uh, world today? Uh, big big races at Flemington. Yeah, we've got Nature Strip versus yeah. Giga Kick again. So we've got that coming up in the Darley Sprint. And... My uh, my wonderful wonderful father in law Neil rang me yesterday and said his yeah. brother has got one in today at Goulburn as well. Oh, yeah. So Goulburn's the place to be. Hey, any price and anywhere a winner. Stop at the Maccas there when you're coming home from Canberra. Oh, anyway, anyway, um, Goulburn race five number five. Naval Commission. Yes. First starter, Kieran Maher and Davey Eustace. They've got horses everywhere. They've got. Probably 28 runners at Flemington, and they're going to send one to Goulburn. So that's yep. not so a bad. be careful. That's not a bad sign. Some of the other races that we've got at Flemington today, the Tab Championship Stakes, the Cox Plate winner, uh, Animo, is the $2 favorite there. Uh, should be pretty hard to beat. Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck. He was potentially a little bit unlucky in the Cox Plate, got back. Uh, was able to run on. Uh, it's at $4.00. And they're pretty much the chances there. And as you said, uh, the other Group 1 race, the Kennedy Mile, Private Eye, it was a, a slashing run um, last week. Uh, sorry, last time it was out. Um, it's had really good form, this prep, 1-2-1. One, one. Uh, it's a $2.60 favourite for Brenton Abdallah and Joseph Pride for the Sydney form. Students goes down there to take on Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, some nice horses down there. Uh, Annabelle Neesham's got a nice horse, my Oberon, at $4.60. So plenty of good racing down there. And as you said, uh, Nature Strip, uh, $2 into $1.85. So heavily, heavily backed. Uh, always good third up. Always good third up. Down the straight uh, is a tick. Uh, J-Mac on board. Tick. And oh, that was my Yenna. What, Yenna? J-Mac getting suspended? No, J-Mac, the, well, let's call him Australia's best. Well, the best jockey in Australia. Yeah. Couldn't get a ride in the cup. No, him or my favourite, Mr. Oliver. 
How on Australian? Tough school, isn't it? How on, like, surely owners out there. Something, can... you want them on there. But no, I think that comes down to a weight issue. A weight issue? Yeah. Because a lot of these jockeys Something are Something you and I out. don't have a problem Absolutely, with. Absolutely, I do not have a weight issue at all. So James McDonald and Chris Waller, they team up with Nature Strip looking to bounce back from a fourth place in the Everest uh, at $1.85. Mars Crusader is in there. The Queenslander Rothfire for our SEN and uh, Q and listeners up there is $34. So for the our friends uh, north of the border, some value there. Uh, also, we go down. Look, Bella Nipotina was really good at Mooney Valley. That was a, a pretty nice race. A horse I don't mind, just something on the place. Rockin' Horse. Uh, always, mm. always big odds, but has a really good straight record. Uh, um, and also, Giga Kick, the undefeated horse down the bottom there. The Everest winner at $4.40 at Flemington. Whilst there's the Matriarch Stakes, there is plenty of races there to look at. Also, I want to quickly, because I did speak to our man Trent from uh, our betting partner here, and mm-hmm. he has a runner. Mm. In Don't forget the five diamonds at, on at Rose Hill at today Rose as well. Hill in the golden gift. Ooh. So if we go to Rose Hill, if you, uh, yeah, if you flick your phone guides or if you want to switch your app over to Rose Hill, if we look at race six at Rose Hill, race six number... 15, Summer Lovin'. Had me a blast. Absolutely. Summer Lovin' happened so fast. Met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be. Welcome to Love Song Dedications. Summer Lovin', Regan Bayless Gay Waterhouse. In First up in the Golden Gift. For our man Trent, so good luck to everyone involved there. Anyone else out there that's got uh, any mail that they want to pass on, let us know. Oh, another one, race five. Jeez, where are you getting yeah, them all no, from? No, 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 this is the last one, last one, last oh. one. Race five, number four at Rose Hill, so am I. That's it for the tips. Okay, so if you're not at the zoo, Luna Park, <laughs> Jamboree, where else do we said? Wet and Wild. Skate Park. Skate Park at Laylaw Park, Lay God's Law Country. Park. Um, get yourself, do it responsibly, but get yourself to those. Get yourself trackside. Or you can get yourself up the road here from SEN Towers and get to North Sydney Oval where South Australia are two for 110. After losing a wicket, I think on the second ball, uh, there's been a really good fight back there. McSweeney is 54. Travis said, did he make 50? He might have, if my math is any good. I reckon he might have maybe just got to 50. Alex Carey now at the crease uh, on zero, yet to face a ball. So, Another do yourself a favour if you want to sit up on the hill there at North Sydney Oval. Gibbo, that could be Gibbo, you. that's you, mate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going there. You are going. It's confirmed. Yeah. By yourself or have you sent a no, few? Sent a few. Sent the, uh, got the bat phone out. And just <laughs> kind of, um, <laughs> no, but what are you doing? Boys, I'm a little bit concerned. I, I, I mentioned that I've got cellulitis in my elbow. Yep. And I'm, I'm starting to be concerned how much the swelling is moving around my arm. Right. You need the tubey grip. The, what's the tubey grip? Something. It's the a brown, it keeps the compression yeah, down, the doesn't compre- it? Yeah, the compression. Oh, like the, the shooting like they wear in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. well, I, that's, that can be a little bit more. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> or in those movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, is it, oh, maybe I'm just being a bit of a sourpuss, but is it, this six to go play on, right? I'm on the antibiotics. Yeah, as, long as, it, as long as the swelling gets to your bicep and your tricep, you'll be well, sweet. Yeah, because it makes me actually look sort of... And you, need the, you need the compression. You need a tubi grip. Right, and then just chuck that on. Chuck and wear a on. long sleeve shirt and I'll be sweet. <laughs> no, whatever. It's 
So it's sleeve season. Sleeve. So you reckon it's you reckon I'll just go up there and have a few beers, or is that playing? Because right. that'll be good for it. Yeah. They, 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 <laughs> oh, I don't know. You oh, could put a pin in it and let it all oh, come no. out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, boom. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. I'll be up at North Sydney Oval following Get the show. Uh, obviously, I'll be fo- after two thirty when I finish all my stuff here. And yeah, you just got to tidy up and make sure t- we get through all, all, all the these texts text and whatnot. Yeah. Gary on the text line, there'll be eighty thousand at the final if India are in it. Absolutely, absolutely. Finally, MCG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, always. Yeah, there that will be good. eighty thousand. Yeah, I hope there is. Yeah. What about? Did what you about, enjoy playing footy there? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. SCG for the the small yep. intimacy of it. Yep. But obviously the MCG just the sheer. Did you actually play well there as well? Yeah, no, I'm just saying, game? like, no, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah good. Oh, good stuff, doggy. Though. You're not, yeah, you're not, no, but I mean, you're not going to pick, you're not going to pick a ground where you had a stinker at, oh, yeah, you know. A stinker. You know, there's plenty of them. Yeah, there's heaps. There's probably more than good. Terrible sitting on the text line. Terrible singing, lads. Please give the audience warning next time, Mickey from yeah, well, nah, well, we're bound to sing more now. Thank you for listening, though, Thank mate. Thank you for it was listening, great. Mickey. We appreciate any sort of text. Uh, can any it. of you whistle because you can't sing, Gary? I appreciate. No, I never profess to be a great singer. I was bang, bang well, on about Jaleesa when she was talking about how the cricket, the fans are so great. The Indian fans. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game last night, uh, and there was this Howie was interviewing one of an Indian bloke who is down there watching at Adelaide Oval with his team not playing, but. There was another guy in the crowd as well. He was like Afghan and he was doing the Afghan Cobra. I don't know if you saw that. And I had no idea that Afghanistan was known for their Cobras. Really? But yeah, every time they would score runs and when Rashid Khan was going ballistic at the end, he would just with the Cobra, full on Cobra, Santino Morella style. Like walk like an Egyptian. If you have the back Cobra and the front Cobra, you can... And like, it's just the subcontinent fans just bring such a different element Especially yeah. to this World Cup, re- yeah. regardless of which game it is, like oh, it's, it's yeah. great to see. And when you look over at the crowd, Australia, like Jaleesa said, Australia playing Lebanon, eight thousand yeah. people there. I think I think it could be summed up in two words: rat's ass. <laughs> this is a quick one, Doug, to you. An Indian Pakistani Test series. Where would that rank? It is it. Vi- uh, over in like, the sun like wherever it could be, like wherever it could. I don't oh, think mate. it's going to happen in something, but wherever it could be, if we could get an India Pakistani test series, where would it rate in the, oh, in mate, the scheme have, of test cricket? Yeah, oh, you'd have crowds for sure, yeah, but most importantly, the viewers. The viewers, you know, you got what you know, you got a billion people in India, mm-hmm. you got I don't know how many people in Pakistan, the viewing is where mm-hmm. they get it, so I, it'd be up to date, but it just say it was a Pakistan India. World Cup final, which may could be, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, it'd be ginormous, but I think I think countries like that they just love it so much yeah. and they just really enjoy it, and it's great to see everyone out. We've, yeah. you know, it's great to see. Everyone, I keep saying everyone's outside watching sport. There's that much on, and it's, it's good to see. It is good. The atmosphere outside the SCG uh, where in India played, uh, it's just as good outside as it yep. is in. We talk about the NFL with tailgating parties and whatnot. The the full atmosphere of uh, the Indian cricket team playing is something to behold. We're off to the news, and after the news, we'll be back to talk some rugby with Tim Horan. You absolutely can hear all those games on SEN, and there is also plenty of rugby to sink your teeth into this weekend, and you can catch all that on Stan Sport. And we have caught this man on the Saturday morning, on the Saturday morning Mowers Club, on the ride on mower, Timmy Horan. Good morning. 
G'day, boys. Yeah, I just um, just got the call. I was sitting on my Toro 48-inch with... Um, mm. The only thing I've got is, is the catcher on the back. So you've got to enter the catcher all the time, which is, could have been a rookie error. Good for your grass, though, mate. It'll keep the weeds away, all right? So very well done. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Looking forward to it. Uh, also looking forward to, obviously, early tomorrow morning, the Wallabies up against France. It's um, going to be a big test for the Wallabies. Obviously, a few changes in the team, which we'll talk about. But, yeah, Dave Rennie giving plenty of players an opportunity on this tour. Do you think that's important, Tim, that this tour is about uh, a World Cup and, and seeing, look, as many players playing as many different positions as they can? I think so. I think by the time you get to the first Test match next year, you know, in July, yeah. is you've got to have your combinations right and you've got to have them set and you've got to pick and stick. But I think on this tour, uh, especially in the number nines, you've got, you know, you've got Jake Gordon, you've got Nick White, who's starting in the nine jersey. Um, tonight, and then you've got Tate McDermott who started last week against Scotland, so that's a pretty hotly contested uh, op- op- opportunity for those three, but there's three or four other positions, like 15 we're not sure of, uh, even fly half Bernard Foley, or is it Noel Olofsi, or what What do we do? So, you know, I think it's right that you know you have some depth in those positions coming into a World Cup. Yeah, with, with you saying that, with these trying those different players, with the World Cup coming up in France, is this what you could say a, a rebuilding phase of the Wallabies in rugby in general, just trying to find your, your, your spots in the team, the guys that are going to be there for a while? I think so. I think also for the World Cup, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the World Cup, which is fine. And, you know, look at all the last three World Cup winners when you look at, you know, South Africa in 2019, the All Blacks in 2015 and also 2011. They had four or five really key players. Like you had Dan Carter at fly half. You had Andre Pollard at fly half for the Springboks. So you've got to try and find those players that in big positions, whether it's two, eight, nine, ten, and 15 for the Wallabies, that are going to be X-factor players. And that's what I think Dave Rennie's sort of trying to find out on this tour. Is it important, Tim, to... Look, I think with this Wallaby side... Um... Is it the the players that make the style, or or the style that makes the players, or are you happy with the way that the Wallabies are playing? Look, they were a bit scratchy last week against Scotland. They're able to come away with a one point victory, but are you look? Is it are you happy with the individuals, or is it the style of play? What do you think needs the most adjustment? Yeah, I think um, you know individually there were some good performances, and uh, Nick Frost second rower. It was I think it was his second Test match start in the second row. So players like that, and also. I think they just got to understand, you know, it's it's sort of when you play World Cup footy, it's knockout footy. You have got pool matches, then you got the quarterfinals. You lose in the quarterfinals, you're gone. So, um, I think what Dave Rennie's trying to do is trying to get a pattern of play, but also for players to instinctively play what's in front of them and and give them that opportunity and that accountability. So, guys, if you see something, you take it. Don't worry about what sort of phase you're supposed to be playing. So. Individually, I think um, players need to stand up and it's going to be a big test in Paris. Very hard place to win against France, who are you know, probably the, the favourites for the World Cup this time next year. Are there a couple of players coming forward, mate, that you really, really got your eye on that you're, you're hoping they go forward with, you know, the Wallabies, even even rugby union in general? Are there, are there two or three that you just like, you want to stay right behind? Yeah, I think moving forward, I mean, we, you got to look ahead too. you got to look to where... Rugby World Cup that we're going to host in Australia in 2027. So, you know, you look at players like Angus Bell, who is not on this tour for the Wallabies, he's injured his ankle. So um, he could potentially be captain of the Wallabies in that, you know, in five years' time. Um, guys like um, uh, Jack Bowen, who's a fly half at the moment, he's only 19 years of age. So all these younger players that will be coming through in five years' time. And 
Of course, Jock Campbell uh, gets his first start um, in the starting lineup. He came off the bench last week for the Wallabies, and he'll play number 15. Tom Banks injured, so Jock Campbell's been a, a, real, a real star for the Queensland Reds over the last couple of years, and now gets a chance to um, start in the 15 jersey. So, be exciting to see what he can do. Will be just what we've got you. Just Tim, your thoughts on the talk about a potential Anzac team taking on the British and Irish Lions in 2025. What percentage, realistically, of of the team would be made up of the Aussies? Yeah, I've been pushing for this for the last two years, ever since we knew that, of course, the British and Irish Lions were coming to Australia. I think I was 18 or 19 and actually was on the bench for that first Anzac game in 1989 and didn't get a chance to play. I think you have to be stretched off for reserves to come on in those days. But, um, yeah, I think it's great. I think, you know, I think it's a really good opportunity for... Uh, Australian rugby and also New Zealand rugby to to hug and break some bread because it's been a tough the last 12 months and say guys we want to play together and we want to be in super rugby together which it looks like that's going to happen moving forward but all more importantly two years time we'll play together in an Anzac t- uh, test match and and that's make it probably you know the All Blacks will probably have the majority but it's going to be played in Australia so you know be 50-50 be some good calls I'm not sure who's going to coach Oh, put your hand up. Put your uh, hand up, mate. You Jeez. can do it. Get off the mower and you can, if, uh, if you want. Manager. Manager. Absolutely. You picked on too much. Absolutely. So, Tim, <laughs> we're talking about the All Blacks. Uh, they've got a, a big game against Wales this weekend. No, Roger Tuovasashek, he played in the warm-up game uh, today or yesterday. Yeah, he played against Ireland. So, yep. um, Ireland B, I think it was. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think yeah, the All Blacks now, they've got the three Barrett boys back. They were away for a, a funeral for their first test match against Japan last weekend. So, yeah, Wales, um, hopefully the roof will be closed if there's any weather over there in Cardiff. It's a wonderful stadium. And yeah, the three Barrett boys back, you know, Geordie Barrett, um, Bowden Barrett, so they'll make a big difference. But, you know, Brodie Retallick, he was red-carded last week against Japan. So he'll miss two test matches. Uh, Dane Coles went home injured and also... Their, their skipper went home injured with a fractured cheekbone as well. So different all-black team. And, yeah, they're in a, uh, not in a rut, but they're a very good team. But be interesting to see how they go against Wales. And going forward, Women's World Cup uh, tomorrow morning, is that I, I hear? Yeah, of course. Uh, there's, well, there's two, two matches, um, the two semifinals. So the all-blacks were called the Black Ferns, the women's mm-hmm. team. They'll play France and then also... Uh, Canada will take on England. England are the hot favourites in the competition. England knocked out the Wallaroos, our girls, last weekend. So, looking forward. That's good that the, 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 the women's matches is, is huge at the moment globally. I think it's the second or third fastest growing sport uh, at the moment. So, um, looking forward to seeing those matches. Absolutely. Tim, thanks for joining us on the Saturday Morning Moles Club. We'll let you get back on the Toro and finish off Good your, job. the work you were doing there. <laughs> Any tips there, Doug? That Tim should. This uh, is Doug's... Bread, and, Bread butter. and butter, mate. No, keep picking up your clippings and always clean your mower too so all the seeds don't stay on the blades and shoot them yeah. all out for reproduce. Reproduction. I wonder what those little hose, what those little hose connections were on the um, underneath the uh, mower. I wonder what that was for. Oh, but, that's um, for um, you like your beer tap, mate. So you just chuck <laughs> that underneath, and I've got a mate of mine that can fix it up for you. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, my my yard's about a five stubby yard, so I've got a couple to go. Good. Well, hopefully you don't get in trouble like the e-scooters and the, <laughs> and the covers come and roll up. Tim Horan, thanks for joining us on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club talking all things rugby. Thanks, boys. Tim Horan there. And remember the Wallabies take on the French from 6.40 a.m. tomorrow. And you can watch every match ad-free, live and exclusive on Stan Sport. Doug, you me watching?
Uh, probably not. Gibbo will be. Probably. I might be. I think I booked him for golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What time? 12. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. I might if I'm up, but I might be. I'll probably take the kids for breakfast or something like that. Or Father not yeah. like, what does Gibbo do? He got up for toast. Mate. Bacon, eggs. Well, what you reeled off this morning, if great. you got that done in a week, I'd be absolutely <laughs> surprised. No, I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. Like Maybe it. on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Will you what? watch? Uh, probably not. Oh, boys, I don't, we can't have an Australian great on and then two minutes after no, you I hang will. on the phone. Oh, yeah. I will. I, nah, he was great. No, I, I think the Wallabies, they were sitting third in, in terms of the Australian mm. sport. They, their interest had sort of waned a yep. little bit. I think they've uh, they've been able to sort of recapture that a little bit um, over the past you know, six to eight months. I think the tide will turn eventually. Yeah. There's a few things that need to happen. Uh, there needs to be look, there was talk that there were going to be some NRL players targeted. Mm-hmm. They need a big name superstar. Uh, Samu Karevi, who was probably one of our best players who would go into an Anzac side. He's done his ACL. Mm-hmm. We need consistency in the spine. So like in rugby leagues, you're one, six, seven, yep. nine. Chop and changing. Tate McDermott, this young Queensland player, 22 played years well. of age. Played really well last week. Got concussed. He's out this week. He's our future number nine. We've got players like Jake Gordon. Jake Gordon there who continually plays. Nick White, who's there. We, we need superstars. And I've said this before, and Israel Folau said a lot of bad stuff, but mm. he He's he was athlete. a superstar. Yeah. And he would make people watch. And Australia were competitive. So... Until Australia gets those superstars, which I think might happen in the next couple of years because we've got a World Cup next year, we've got the British and Irish Lions in 2025, and mm. then we've got a Rugby World Cup here. Well, I was just thinking more the lines of the Bledisloe used to be massive. Yeah. You'd be at the RSL or you'd be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, that's all that I was going that, but yeah. well, we just kept of, getting dusted. Well, yeah, that's it kept the thing. getting smoked. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, the public's not silly. Like, mm. they want to watch a team who wins. And. Australia play the All Blacks more te- more times than any other team. So you're going up against the best. Granted, this yeah, year the true. All Blacks have yeah. been out of form. But we people aren't going to keep coming back. And no, then, you're right. You've, you've, so in the rugby championship now, it's like Argentina, they're no easy beats. They've beaten the All Blacks. Yep. They've beaten the Wallabies. No, the quality, quality of world rugby is, is improving. And Australia maybe not so much. And hopefully in the next few years, the biggest thing is for me, and I'm sure people who are massive rugby fans are always tuning into this show, Absolutely. Tell me if I'm wrong, but the GPS, best GPS players and the best GPS players up in Queensland, usually they end up in rugby league. And until Why? that changes, Why is it happening? Well, Angus Crichton was asked yes. that, who famously played GPS here in Sydney. He was asked that. And the Waratahs said to him, it's, you're not going to play first grade until one or two years. Okay. And the, Rabbit, the, the Roosters at the time, I think, were he was playing Roosters. Rabbitohs come along. He ends up playing first grade straight away. Yep. I think that's the biggest difference. And, I mean, Rugby Australia are no Muppets. They'll, they'll know this. And yeah. until they can start stemming the tide, Joseph Suali'i is another example. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Like, you're going to say that to Suali'i, fine. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to play. You're around the system and you're around Trent Robinson, Boyd Cordner, James Tedesco. Nick Davis. Nick, Nick Davis for his kicking and just all-round ability. And catching, apparently. And catching. A good catcher, are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And you're still in school. Is that the target? What's Is that? the target? I think Still so, yeah. yeah. Well, 
names get tossed up quite a bit because I think it's an easy article to write. There were there were talks of Tom Trevojevic. There were talks of Matty Burden. But you need, I think, to be a 10 especially, mm. you need to have played the game quite a bit. So Ali fits that bill. He probably won't be a 10, maybe a fullback or mm. inside, outside, centre. He, he's absolutely the target. But this <clears> is this is a bit like those NRL teams who let, let go the good junior, mm-hmm. but then once they've become a, an established superstar, you buy them back for much uh, more than you had them. Yeah. So keep them in the first place. But, you know, who knows? That, it'd be hard, wouldn't it? Like, imagine going to Suwali and then going to the Roosters. Ah, oh, sorry, we're going to take yeah. Suwali. You'd be like, hang on, mate. I know loyalties. It's it, yeah. To me, it's a very, very big thing because, you know, these guys have looked after him. I'd be so offended if he all of a sudden yeah. just said, no, I'm but going to rugby. Speaking, friend of the show, Morgan Terranui, spoke to him before the Wallabies took off uh, on their tour and asked him about um, Suwali'i and did he see him play as a kid? And he goes, yeah, he just took the P1 double five. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure he would be able to transition back across against yeah. against the elite. But it is a, a bit of a step from being an elite junior at, at GPS level to, to then making the Wallaby side. Yeah. Well, I think I think if we're realistic, boys, especially New we're, South well, Wales and Queensland. We can Queensland. do that a little bit. We can be somewhat <laughs> realistic and factual yep. here. We go for it. We know what the best, the best, the most exciting rugby league co- or rugby code is rugby league, right? I would say the players know that too. Mm-hmm. That's where all the salaries are. You've mm-hmm. got 16 clubs, now 17, who what? have $10 million to spend each year. There's more money in it. The players want to stay in it. So are we are we trying to, and, and Gary makes a point here on the text line, how long does it take to rebuild the Wallabies? Are we doing it us about? Are we trying to fix the top without understanding, okay, the next, mm. the second and third tier and the junior levels of rugby? We're just yeah. going, oh, well, let's just try and get everyone back from rugby league cool. instead of going, well, that, that might be fine. But then when, if Crichton Finnett comes over and plays and whoever comes over and they leave, you're still going to be left with the same problem. Do, does yeah. rugby Australia need to go shoot shield all GPS day and try and, and, and try and fix that lower level of rugby? I'd say the shoot shield and the Brisbane equivalent competition are quite strong. Yep. They're, yep. They're a lot of crowds, more crowds when the Waratahs were getting thumped every week. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's so much the shoot shield. I'd say the GPS competitions are strong. I didn't go there. I've only watched from a distance. I think it's just about keeping those good players. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously top down is going to be different. But look, it's an interesting one to look at in the future. It is. And you can have a look at it at 6.40 tomorrow on Stan Sport Live <laughs> and ad free. We're off for our last break. We'll wrap up the show and we'll get a pump up song. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. It's Saturday Morning Mowers wrapped up for another week. Doug, what's on for the rest of the weekend? Uh, I'll go home. Uh, I've got a bit of work to do. I've got to go out and do a couple of lawns and then I'll be watching probably those group one races at home with the family. A plethora of sport coming up for the weekend. Gibbo, you're, you're off to Gibbo. You're going to trot up to North Sydney Oval? Yeah, I'll go have, have a look. look, have a look and then just hopefully get a wave in. Get a wave in. Mm. Yeah. Have you had a look? It's good. I'm going to go down the uh, wave pool at Jamboree. <laughs> Davo, what about yourself, mate? Nah, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. I've got, uh, I've got Queenstown prep, so I'll be um, <sighs> a bit of a chip and putt. Bit of a chip Delicious. and putt. But we have got plenty. Just a quick one. The uh, last text, boys. Uh, just great. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Boys, just wondering if anyone noticed the Australian cricket coach last night not singing the national anthem. Were you a singer of the national anthem? Yeah, Doug? big. It belted big it out? Yeah. 
Big Anzac Day person, big singer of the national anthem. Even if you go, if you just as a as a spectator, you were singer of the yeah, national like anthem. Yeah, like on the lands last night, you just find yourself singing it, don't you? Like yeah. you just it comes on and you just find yourself singing it. Oh well, Are you singer national anthem. Uh no, I was too busy giggling during the national anthem. Really, don't be that guy. No, at school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, do you mean at the pub? Yeah, if at Any, the pub. Just anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> or, if you go, or if you go to a game, do you sing it? Oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be probably singing, yeah. I just remember back when I actually had the singles at school and you're just looking, pulling Shame funny faces to everyone. What about New Zealand? You know both? Uh, no, yeah, I don't really know that one. Yeah, no. Nah. We had yeah, to do a yeah. haka. I went to school there for one yeah. year, so we learned the local haka. Cool. So I was red-haired right at the front. Let's go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, we can have a crack at the pump-up song. Doug's given us some Nirvana to pump up our weekend. Sing along if you want to. Get out there. Get on the Toro as Timmy, Mo- Timmy Oren is doing. Enjoy your Saturday afternoon, mowers, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. In our days, cause I found God. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.